for our Canadian lifters. Pure passion, real results, what you put in your body should matter. Pure Vita Labs PVL supplements are clean, tested, and approved. Powering athletes for over 25 years. They also power the KOTL podcast. You could trust PVL. Use code KOTL15 for partnership pricing at PVL.com. On. Oh. oh. Six-pack lap it at, and we got Joey Flex. What up, fellas? Do I got to access something, or are we good to go? Uh, you good, you're good, man. You we're, we're, we, we, we see you. Um, we're, yeah, we were just talking about nominations, fellas. Well, well okay. <laughs> so Sheffield is was absolutely bonkers for a stuff, and your people went yes. off. Jesus Oliveris, holy freaking smokes. The Dude, greatest. I, I like, all right, let me, let me, let's roll back. So for that, coming into the meet, just like so you guys know, I. I knew that John, like Keiko or Jesus, I said one of them is going to be like on it. And like, I know that like they could threaten Taylor. But I also knew that Taylor, I think he's hit like 830 something. And I knew that if we get that Taylor, it, like it's just out of reach. Like I, I would have to push the Jesus deadlift all out. Like, you know, it was easy for him, but I was I was going to have to push it all the way. and And I was ready to do that. But then when I saw where he was after squat, I was like, okay, he must be injured. There's something happening, like whatever it is. And I'm and I'm telling the boys, I'm like, lock in, focus up. You know, let's let's if like this is it. Like it's gonna come down to execution. Let's just do it. And then once once we came into uh, deadlift, uh, I knew we had it. Like I just knew that we had. It. Jesus, I think, was already 100 percent over 100 percent. Yeah, uh, coming into deadlift um he absolutely peaked beautifully like uh it was like the top range on bench uh it was like it was like five keys less than what we were talking about uh because i did a meeting with will and grant we went to all the lifters rooms the day before and we just had a meeting with everyone which went over all the numbers um i mean i literally was like put whatever you want like just for the left put whatever you want just hit the 900 get the get the check mark uh i believe that squat record we will get it um We'll let it come to us. We don't have to chase it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get we're in a position where we could probably save it for a big moment, um, save it for a big stage, um, you know, and and maybe take it on a second attempt next year. Who knows? Uh, that'd be great. I would love I would love to get that out the way. But honestly, it was an incredible experience. I cannot. It's hard to put it into words, man. It's hard to put it into words. Like I don't know if you felt it because I know you were like in the all the way in the center back on the on the computer screens um but obviously i was like i was in like the front row next to like gaston and everybody and i was dude i was like i, I was living on that front stage like my, I, I was see, all over that shit i see videos of you dude you were crazy. so in the moment you were so going nuts yeah. yelling at the lifters yelling at the crowd you like it must have been a, such a wild i yeah. wanted it so bad i was dude i was i was like my arnold where i had my super meet I had more butterflies for this than I did for that because I was like, I was like this thing that we knew about for so long, but it kept getting pushed back because of something, something always coming up like COVID happened. And then we had to wait another year after we opened up and it was just like all these things Um, because, you know, it's not just when the U S opens up, like what if the UK is not open up yet? Like we have to wait for all the airlines to be back up. It was just like such a big thing. And it was something that like, 
you know, Russ was originally for you guys that don't know, Russ was originally going to do that. It was, yeah. I was only going to have Russ and Amanda do it. I didn't have anybody else at that particular time. And that, if that would have happened when it did, it was supposed to, it could have changed the course of like the history of everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, Everything, like, it would. It's going to be Russ versus Brett again for the oh, third time. But, They're stuck. For anyone listening, they were stuck one apiece at the World Championships. Yep. This was the trilogy, which is yep. like amazing. It would have been. It would have been well because you know, like they see Sheffield, and now you got a guy saying, "Okay, we want to come over." And I had been doing some groundwork, uh, just like talking to, you know, there's a couple, um, pretty good, uh, like young lifters and i was like hey like what do you guys think about pa like or what do you guys think about sheffield is that something that you know you're really interested in or like you know just to get feedback right because obviously like i'm constantly bugging sbd constantly about like you guys should do this look at this sick video the ufc did you guys need to do that you guys need to do this i'm just like i just throw them everything and they'll use what, what they find is best right so the kids were like yeah it was really it was amazing it was incredible i'd love to work towards that one day um, you know, it's a gauntlet. You got to do nationals and you got to do worlds and you got to get, get picked. And it's just, it is that next step. And, um, it is, it is the thing that powerlifting has been missing for so long that I have wanted in the sport. So for it to actually happen for me to actually be there, dude, I had a little conga line in my section of like, kids that like wanted to meet me like it was such a great like europeans are so eight there's people from china there there's people from japan there's people from literally all over the world and i think that really played into the energy of the crowd because you know how europeans are with soccer they're gonna go crazy they're gonna just be so into it you know like when there'd be red lights they'd be like boo and then yeah. when the lights wouldn't come on they would like build anticipation and it was just it was honestly it was the greatest power thing event i've ever seen in my life has well, just put on the greatest powerlifting performers we've ever seen. I it is a dream. It is a dream. It is a dream come true. Um, I mean, I I could go all day. I could go all day. I I don't know if you want me to go through each lifter, like kind of what the plans were, or or re real quickly, or just want to like talk about talk about it generally. But it was it was just an incredible thing. It was the pinnacle of what powerlifting is. And it was like every lift was exciting. I don't give a, I don't care what it was. Like everybody was into everything. Seeing, um, you know, Jade had her little, or is it? I, I don't know how to say her name. Like yeah. French, but yeah, yeah. She had her little lollipop, right? And she had her like they had like the little character. Wait, that's Joy. Joy, <laughs> sorry, Joy had her little lollipop. Um, you know, but 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 Jade was unique in her own right, right? Like every lifter had their little attitude, their little. The little stuff you know delaney does his little like stuff before he lifts yeah. and afterwards he was doing uh he was like what was he doing he was doing some dance after bench and you know it was it was so good it was so good it was just and and what's really crazy about this meet and this is something that i don't know i mean i think we had it a little bit in usapl but Let's take UFC, for example. The UFC, if you become a champion, you make it. You reach the top. You can use the platform of the UFC to create other opportunities, right? I can tell you, like, Keiko got, like, 20,000-plus followers already from this meet. Oh Jesus exploded, like, 40,000 followers from this meet. Um, I mean, it just is all over the place. Like, it was... It was 250,000 views within like the first couple of days on that live stream, right? 
uh, that people were taking clips of the lifters and chopping them up and making their own videos, getting hundreds of thousands of views. And that I think is so powerful when you have a platform for the lifters where they can come compete and and really get their name out there and create opportunities for themselves, get sponsors, all these different things. Uh, I mean, that's something that we've sorely been missing. Um, and this was like, I get so excited about the thought of this happening. Like, don't get, I like Sheffield. It was chill. It was like really, like, I loved it. I, I really liked it. Like walking around, just seeing all the little shops and stuff. Um, but imagine this in London in a bigger stadium. Imagine this in the U.S., like how crazy it could be. Like, there's so many things. Uh, actually, I'm tired of U.S. Let's let's go all over the world. Like, I, let's let's go to Asia or something. Like U.S., we got enough. We got enough stuff. No, it would be it would be cool in the U.S. But you see what I'm saying? Like, it's just one of those things that like I've dreamt about something like this. You know that me and Russ are very ambitious, and we've always thought about like bigger and better. You know what's like the next thing? Like, what's the bigger thing? So for this to happen, I'm just happy that SBD was able to pull it off. Um, it was great. And I mean, you know, just real quick to give some shout outs to, to some flex boys. I loved all the lifters, by the way. I was like, and the VIP thing after, I was like so happy to finally meet Carlina because I had been a fan of her for a long time. And she's obviously like ridiculously strong. I've known Jessica for a long time. But there's a lot of lifters that I met that one, it's always good to catch up, but two, like I've been a fan of you for so long and it was really dope to actually come meet you because they're from all over the world. I finally met Panna. I've known about Panna for a oh, long time. You hadn't met him before? I hadn't met him before. No kidding. I, hadn't met him. I kept sending my henchmen to Worlds. I just had, I hadn't been there myself, but um, I finally met Panna and it was just, it was just dope, man. I just felt like I was in my element. I felt like it was, it was to do this with the team like we brought so many people like to do this with the team it was like that is so special for you to be there man somebody who has been a part of my powerlifting journey from the very beginning from that john hack Bray gibbs matchup in 2016 which arguably like from that moment forward like that set powerlifting on a different trajectory like for you to be there and you you know you always kid what i have to say you always let me use whatever platform you're you know, running and, and for you to be there in that moment and experience that, I mean, it's something that's going to, that we're going to have like together, like forever. Like we were there, like we were there at that first one before the meet. I said, Jessica, like 10 minutes of audio. And I was like, I remember when you were a little baby junior in 2016, how skinny you were. Right. Yeah. She, she had a big deadlift. I think I'm, I'm, I don't even remember what it was, but I just remember her so dead, little. But yeah. 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 She was so little in Canada. Um, for those of you listening only, I'm making like little, like with my fingers, like a little, <laughs> like a one inch with my fingers. Um, and then she, for her to stick with it and keep pushing and keep battling and to get there, like you got there, like you made it there. You know what I mean? It took, you know, it was like, well, like seven years later, yeah, she's like probably... 2016 yeah, was her first junior worlds to your point. Like we all, that was all of our first worlds, which yeah, is cool yeah, that yeah. we started the same year. And yeah. then um, she won again in Canada, like you said, in 2018. And then for her, to your point, all these years later to still be in the game, still relevant, still made it to Sheffield. So many people have come and gone as an athlete for her to yeah. stay in there and stay like, like she just won world's last worlds. And like, yeah, man, it's tough. It's not easy. Also shout out Taylor. Taylor's one of the, Taylor was like the first like 
person that I met uh, at the Arnold, in, I believe it was 2016. That was my first Arnold. And I just like, I didn't even like know him that well. I was just like, you're going to be my friend. Like, I just like put my arm around. I was like, hey, man, you look like, because he's wearing the, he's wearing this jacket. It was this black, uh, like, it might have been a windbreaker. I'm not sure. But I just said, and he has the hair. So I just, I would always call him Neo. He knows the story. He knows the story. Um, shout out to Taylor's dad. He was really nice to me and said some really nice things to me that actually, that meant a lot. Like, his dad knows a lot about powerlifting, believe it or not. Oh yeah, he um, listens to the like podcast, man. Yeah, he, he knows he, a lot. He watches the stream. He listens to the podcast. He knows what's up. He does, and he he like just Taylor's just always been there. Like he's the only like you know if you look at Russ, obviously everything me and done me and Russ, everything that me and Dust me and Russ have done together. Holy shit, Joey, slow the fuck down. Um, Taylor's that he was that guy that was one step ahead. Like he had already had another nationals win. He had already won a world championship. You know what I mean? So we were. You know, he's always someone that I have to look at. Like he's just he's at the top and he maintains it. And uh, I watched him battle. I don't know if you remember um, in the early days he battled somebody. I don't know if it Bachland. was Kachel. Oh no, Shell. No. So from Norway, first name. Sorry, Backland. If you're listening, Shell. If you're yeah. listening, I think it's Shell. I'm gonna. I had him on the podcast as well. 2017, Shell won and beat Taylor. Taylor mm. had not yet won a world title. 2018 Taylor won. Shell wasn't yeah. there. And then Shell, so Shell wasn't there. And he was like, Hey, you know, essentially you're not the champ unless you beat me. And uh, then 2019, um, they, they finally clashed. Yeah. And that's when Taylor beat Shell and yeah. really became the Put Taylor. A stamp on it. Yeah. He became best lifter that year at the world championships with Russ and Brett yeah, I think yeah. taking the podium on the world. I was at that. Uh, no, 2019. I was there. I was there. I, yeah. I was in Sweden. Yeah. And I think Russ and Brett were on the podium for best lifter. I know Brett was. Or no, so Russ must have been because he was. I think Russ was two. Russ was, was Russ, Russ was there. Best lifter. I, I think I remember him. I, I can't remember if they were yeah. best. Lift. Either way. Wow. It, Taylor became the guy uh, yeah. pound for pound. And, you know, so, I mean, that's 2019. But, yeah, yeah. man, Shell's coming back. He's at this world's the goat know, slayer. Man. It's crazy, dude. And also, okay, so so just to tie off Sheffield, it was incredible. You guys got to go. Shout out to all the Flex boys that competed. Amanda, insane deadlift. You know, Mikey to battle through what he went through to come there and show up and battle. I, I like Emil. Every time we fight him. He's just like a nice, such a nice guy. He's 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 just a conventional man mode. Like he just, yeah. I don't care what it is. I'm gonna pick it up with my spine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Keiko with the Giga Bench, Delaney, man, amazing performance. So close to getting Russell's record. Oh, I know okay. he really wanted that. I okay, um, listen. We, I mean, we don't have to necessarily. I don't want to speed right through, but uh, yeah. I, I like how you're doing a recap of these people because that's that's nice. But uh, okay, one thing: Emil Norling battling Mikey. Emil was super duper vulnerable. He hit 928.5 at Swedish Nationals a month before. So we're yeah. thinking, holy smokes, Emil top form gonna be tough. Emil yeah. missing those two squats was like, oh my god, he's yeah. vulnerable. Honestly, but his deadlift always comes through so for good. him. It's just always there. Yeah, honestly, one thing I do want to point out, and I don't want to take anything away from anyone, but I do want to point it out because there's a factor. It's like we always gotta come to Europe. Like no one ever comes to our time zone. <laughs> So Not it's yet. hard. Not yet. Mikey, Let's see what happens with Mikey and Keiko. I'm I'm having them bulk up quite a bit um, because they just need to be bigger. Especially Keiko. I'm pretty sure him and Gavin are like off season ways, like very different. Um, uh, Delaney, I'm having him a couple pounds. Delaney had feathers on his quads. 
I told this, uh, Ber- yeah, Berto Nunez, who's homies, uh, Eric Helms homie, of course, OGs in the game. I've known about Eric since before I was powerlifting because he was teaching the bodybuilding keys, right? Um, Can I say something real quick? Yes, I want to talk yes. about Delaney, but I recently have been doing more podcasts with Eric and meeting him. Like we have phone conversations, just straight up talking lately. Mm-hmm. And then meeting him at Sheffield, like face to face. I had met him in 2018 as, as well at Worlds, but I didn't know him as well. I freaking really like Eric. He's a yeah. super nice, he's charismatic, funny, and really nice guy. He's got the he's got the earring, the little swag earring, right? It's like low key. You don't really see I, it too, you know. I like, really like he's a if you meet him, anyone who meets him in real life, like he's great. He lives up. He lives. He's up. an OG. He's an OG. He's really smart. He like he knows what's good. He puts out a lot of informative content. Um, he released a book in 2016, and I was like one of the people that helped promote it and so for him to i don't know if it's 2016 it might be 2018 I think I but remember i remember you talking about that yeah i remember i really i think so i think so i really appreciate him and him and berto like i mean i always like if you put out good content and you're like og like generation before me um i mean i wouldn't like i can't take it and run with it if you didn't you know inspire it or start it up you know Lane Norton doing the Arnold was what got me into it. Like I was, I was really? like, I saw him do it and I was like, Oh shit. Like that looks sick. Like, cause I, I already followed Lane from bodybuilding. They come from like that, that era. And, um, so when I saw him do the Arnold, I was like, Oh shit, let me try that. And then I did the Arnold. I ended up doing five of them and it was like, it was great. It was, it was so fun. So shout out to the OGs. You always got to pay homage to those that came before that paved the way. Um, you know, I was telling Russ the other day, I wonder, like, are there kids that are, like, a decade younger than us watching us now that are seeing the things that we're doing and that we're going to do, and that's going to, like, set the stage for something even bigger, like, in five years. You know what I'm saying? Like, the thought of that, it just, like... It's it's already happening where I know... Okay, I know what you mean, but also Mm -hmm. I know this happened to you. You've already probably had people who saw you 2016, 17, Mm -hmm. et cetera, and are now prominent and be like, I remember... That, that's yes. how weird is that do you dude? feel like we're i feel like we're warming up like i know it sounds crazy i know it sounds crazy like we just hit like this pinnacle thing but i feel like now like like we just kicked open a new door and like there's a whole new like realm that power of things about to expand into dog sheffield okay for yes because what i'm hearing for sheffield number two number that was number one Number two is going to destroy number one. I'm already, they immediately were already talking about improvements. I mean, that night they were like checklisting things and then having meetings to follow. Like it's, it's going to blow apart number two and keep going every year. Immediately after I went up to one of the overlords. I don't know if he wants me to say his name. And I was like, dog, that was so crazy. That was so good. And he was just like, we could do better. We could do better. I was like, he wasn't even like happy. He was just like, ah, I, I, I can do better next time. I can do better next time. So, um, I mean, it was, I mean, that was like, that was so stimulating. Like it was the energy in the room, just hearing people scream and like your freaking heart is shaking. I, after Jesus's deadlift, when they turned it good and hit me, like I go to Jesus, I shake his hand, I turn around and there's like Spaniards behind me and his family is like Jesus's family's right there. I started hugging random people. They were just jumping on me. They took me into the crowd. I didn't even know what the hell was happening. Like everybody was like pushing me like, yeah, let's go. Like it was like, I felt like I was at like a, like a sporting event, you know, like when your team scores and everybody goes insane. Yeah, it, I've never experienced anything like that at a powerlifting meet. 
it was like we were all just so happy to be there and um i don't know if we're able to talk about uh like world games or Eurosport as anything not about necessarily that been like yet. officially I, I, uh, yeah. we'll we'll talk there's about there's big stuff coming there's big stuff there coming. Is, put it this yeah let's just say this this is what i can say there are some big stuff coming down the pipeline. Yeah. So let's, uh, any, uh, yeah. I'll let them say it like officially, but let's just say like, this is, we're just warming up. I'm this like, I feel like up, 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 Some so. big stuff is about to happen. Yeah. Game changing uh, stuff on, on broadcast side, as yeah. well as event wise side. Um, and, and like Sheffield's leveling up, but also like the events and stuff, it's going to be really, really, really big. Like, I mean, yeah. really, really, really big. But uh, anyways, and to your point, when you said Lane, you're saying, talking about Eric Helms, Lane Norton, also another guy, you meet him, he freaking lives up. I mean, I, yeah, that dude, I've had people, he was at PA Nats and he commentated with me. Some people hadn't known him yet, face to face, only by reputation. And when he showed up at PA Nats, he was there all weekend. And when he left, he's um, competing so, soon, right? He, yeah. Cause he's, he's doing PA master Nats and he's going to defend his master, his master world title. Uh, cause he's currently the uh -huh. IPF world champion in 93 masters. And when he, I had people messaging me saying, damn it, I met Lane and freaking he's, he's four nice weeks out going on about him. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's so, four weeks out. So there uh -huh. we go about how nice of a guy he is in real life. Some people live up when you meet them. He's like, ah, oh, he'll stop. Give you time. Yeah. I met him. I met him at uh 2015 Olympia or 2014. I'm not sure. And then we actually had lunch at, la fit expo one of the years after who his buddy um paul uh he gave me a lot of like i was not i was just warming up it was it must have been 2016 or 2017 he gave me a lot of like business tips and was just like telling me his business model and teaching me things uh i like i like learning from ogs i really do because they've already done it they already have you know all done all that stuff so i was just and he's not even they're not even he's not even powerlifting he's literally just bodybuilding like that's all Paul does um he might do some powerlifters but i'm pretty sure he's primarily bodybuilding it is cool to see 3dmj getting into more powerlifting mm. i i mean they're capable like i don't you know it's it's there it's growing I, they definitely um i know that they have coached powerlifters over the years and they do do meets uh sometimes themselves so it's just cool man i just like seeing that like it's it's like bodybuilding and powerlifting is more uh like it's it's more like they're on the same team pretty much there's slightly different as i mean one's a sport one's like more like you know it's like the judges have to decide that you look better right, right. um but i i enjoy them uh and i think but power, bodybuilders can benefit greatly from working on their comp lifts uh, there's nothing to me, nothing hits the chest like bench to me. I, I don't know. I just feel like nothing hits the chest like bench. <laughs> and before we, we veered off this veering back, talking about, uh, 3MJ and, and Delaney, um, being like having feathers on his, on his legs. Like the guy, yeah, was dice. um, first off Delaney Wallace, I got to talk about this man. Holy smokes. He came within like two inches of locking out that final deadlift <sighs> and taking Russ's record. Oh my gosh. For a no guy one's like ever Delaney, done that. Dog, no one's ever done that. Most people. You know, Delaney went the IPF route and um, people don't, I know you understand, but people don't necessarily always understand that when you go to IPF Worlds, you just win. And P IPF Worlds isn't where you hit PRs. Matt Gary, who's a legend of all legends, yeah. says straight up, 
you have 365 days a year. You got one day to be a world champion. This is not the day you go for PRs. Yeah. And some people don't realize. So they look at it and they'll be like, Delaney's not going to live back up to the 2021 nationals total. And Delaney he had did. it, but you got to win. And sometimes you got to win ugly because you're going all over the world, weight cutting, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And finally in Sheffield, he had an opportunity to be like, let me show you I'm up there. Like I am who I'm say I am. And for him to be two inches away from Russell or he's 83 kilo, Russell's 83 kilo. Like he's the guy that could push Russ right to the very last deadlift. And a lot of people maybe would have looked past that. And I'm glad he had his moment. And, and he, he's such a nice guy. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I'm going to have Delaney get a little bit bigger um, because the cut was like too easy. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Russ is also a lot stronger now, dude. I, I dude, next, the next time Russ competes, you're gonna, your head's gonna blow up. Like, you're gonna that's, be like, that's what why Delaney's got to take that record. Yes. That I, Delaney, Delaney, um, if the nominations are truthful, then Delaney just needs to stay in the pocket, handle business. We'll, we'll lock it in. Um, cause he is slightly ahead. Um, the second the place guy, Jurens. Jurens is, is who we're talking about is chief opposition. Jurens hit 820.5. My friend, he had more in the tank and Jurens, yeah. he's I like Jurens. I like Jurens. Um he's a phenomenal after, this, competitor. after this, I'm gonna have you send me that meet because I wanna see I wanna see yeah. how much he had in the tank. But yeah, Jurens is great. He came up to me at the meet, he said really nice things to me. Um I like him. He's he's uh anytime we get to travel and meet these top competitors. You know, an old an old anime quote. They say masters, you know, of their discipline, they end in the same place, right? They're gonna end in the same place. So at the top level, you're gonna meet all the best people, and it's just like you can't not respect them. You can't not respect them. Like my man, you had to win your nationals. You had to battle through whatever. You had to travel out here to compete, and it was it was super dope. So. Um, he's like, that's going to be good. I don't know where Gruden is. I don't know what's going on. I know he's got probably work and stuff. I'm um, just looking at the nominations right here. Yeah, we can um, pull it up with you right now. So Gruden yeah. is a reserve as it stands right now. Let me pull up the gentleman. I got the women here. Yeah. Ina, of course, he's got the Omega deadlift. You never know. <laughs> so let me tell you something. So Anna can pull eight. I mean, damn near 850 last year's worlds. <laughs> I mean, he had locked out, but it came out of his hands. Nick Manders from Canada. That's the Canadian champ. He won. So for the Canadian title, he had missed, like, I mean, he had a terrible day in squats, bench. He was missing lifts. And he looked head down was not his day. And watching the stream, it's like, oh man, Nick's not having a good day. Nick went all in do or die with his last deadlift, just shy of 800 pounds. And this looked like a Hail Mary and he nailed it. And he's, he's got that quote um, that I love where he's like, look at, I don't need the strategic advantage. I pull 800 pounds, huh? And it's hey. like, oh, damn, when you come in like that, I, I love it. I see right here, 36 weeks ago, I don't need the tactical advantage. I pull 800 pounds. I love it. it and Nick is that guy. He went all in at Worlds, in, at Junior Worlds, missed. He went all in at Canadian Nats and hit. He goes to Worlds. I mean, he's a little far back from Delaney, sure. But for podium, and it's going to be a battle of the podium, him and Enna are going to be 800 pounds and up on their final polls. And yeah, I mean, um, do you know what he hit at? Uh, I know Canada had their nationals about seven ninety one. Him and him and yeah. him and Adam, um, both. Uh, so Canada's got two eighty threes. Oh, in here. I've seen them before. 
Adam's a phenomenal lifter as well. They both tied at 791, but split it on body weight. Nick is the champ. Canada we'll go ahead and give them a follow. N.Manders, Team IPF Canada, shout out. Dog, he's um, a monster. He's a monster. It, the, the 83s are stacked. Edo, who was a previous junior world champion, totaled 800 kilos from Italy. And um, Edo's going to be there. He'll be 800 kilos and up. Obviously, Delaney Gruden could be 800 kilos uh, and up if he gets in. Jurens, obviously, 820.5 with Dude, look at, look at 66 kg. Yeah, okay. So let's let's take a look Jeez. at this. So 66s, um, Brian Lee from US, um, yep. Kyoto from Japan. He was at Sheffield, yeah? I met him. He was at Sheffield, he's, that's right. He was really nice. He's, he's really a, nice. Yeah, super nice guy. He's trying to grow uh, powerlifting in Japan, and I'm rallying behind yes. him. He speaks they, English. He's making English content. they need me to come over there and do something, let me know. Dog, he, he's <laughs> a super to nice guy. <laughs> and and Kasem San from Thailand. So we have America, Japan, Thailand, all of them, 7, 10, and up in, in kilo Look class. Look at Look at Forrest. Our boy Penna, who has also hit 700 kilos before. I know his total that he has nominated is 787, it's but he's done be more sneaky. than that. It's going to be sneaky. So we have three guys, 710 and up, and then Penna, who's done 700 and won a world title. Like these guys, the 66s are stacked. It's three kilos between first and third. And they've and that's 710. You cannot and miss. You cannot miss. 710 and up as 66s. It, yeah, it's insane. insane. Uh, like, like, what is going on right now that this is happening in powerlifting for the 74s? Hold on, we gotta do 74s real quick. Okay, Taylor, obviously, Taylor, Taylor, obviously, like, it's it's in his hands. If he gets healthy and he blasts 800, 810, I mean, that's not gonna happen. Got it. He, here's what it is. Um, and I say it's like, obviously, I love Taylor, right? Yeah, of course. Taylor was injured, and I'm not, he's got to come in to win. He's not going for 800 or 810. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's coming, he's going to be way lower than that. We're talking around Sheffield-ish numbers. He's got a deal. Here's what I'm thinking the battle plan is. This is me speaking, not Taylor speaking. So take it mm -hmm. with a grain of salt. But I think Taylor's going to be coming in, trying to win, and then using all of the time from June all the way up to uh, February for just yes. getting injuries yes. gone and being 100% and then exactly. murdering. But, well, uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just, just gonna say, looking at these fellas, so at Worlds, this is gonna be a battle because Taylor. Okay, isn't so talking about the fellas, talking yes. about the fellas. There's our segue. Um, so Taylor, he, yeah, he's in a tricky spot, right? Because he needs a little bit, he, like he needs time to get healthy. He, I mean, I'm sure his team is gonna put together the best plan, and they're gonna bring him in as good as they can. And I think for him, like best case scenario is like. You know, get healthy enough to get the job done, and then you have all that time to just really get super healthy. And then, I mean, he's in a great position for the next Sheffield. If they use the same metric for scoring, he is in a phenomenal position because he didn't push the world record total. And he, like, if he then he can hit like a eight, whatever. Right. He he, yeah. And and I mean, we're gonna have to hit even more than what we hit. So that would be good. But I have a feeling, no matter what happens with Taylor. They will pro like he might he, he's probably still gonna get selected because like he's the he's just had he's just done so much like groundwork in the years before it's like it's like the champ gets a rematch no matter what right it, it, the thing champ is, gets a rematch no matter what here's the only problem here's the only problem I would say um things are so crazy competitive and you have like. Jesus already got an automatic. Same with Evie yeah. for both winning. For anyone listening, uh, if you didn't hear the announcement, if both you win Sheffield, then you get in like no matter what. That's right. So 
nothing is in, in if somebody else wins the 74 world championship and we'll talk about those 74s in a second because two mm-hmm. of those fellas are yours and then buckland's yes, back sir. so if someone else wins i don't know it's not for sure i would say possibly taylor gets a wild card but this is it's too stacked because they need what if like they're whatever happens at worlds look what, what they did with gavin and Keiko at sheffield that yeah. rematch was amazing to watch if something mm. crazy happens at worlds and they're like we need to see that again what look at the 66s if that's amazing and they're like we need that oh, honestly uh, it's possible that all all those guys could get in I, you never know it, it, they're literally guys this is an audition Right. This is an audition. You're auditioning, okay? So show your stuff, everything you got. You know what I'm saying? Um, just going down the list of the 74s. Of course, with uh, Buckland, we don't we don't know what we're gonna get. I mean, I, I I know I remember him being an OG. He's super strong. Who knows? He might just blast it, right? Um, and then we have uh, Kalm Funga. Uh, uh, I would try to say it's Fan Chun Chia, uh, from China from from. Chinese Taipei. I want, yeah, Chinese Taipei, and then we have my man Carl, uh, Johansson. Johansson, uh, man, I love these guys. Cali, I, man, he's murdering, and he's a, he's young yes, too, so and his progress Carl, is wild. But they have momentum. That's the thing. They're young right now, and they have momentum, and that's a scary thing. And that's why it's like, oh shit, like what are we gonna see? You get what I'm saying? Like they're both working with you, or both those gentlemen working? Yes, with you? yes, right. they're both working with me. Um, Carl. Uh, has been with me a little bit longer than Funga. Funga's doing great though. They love each other. They both got the same haircut. They both freaking watch the same animes. Like they're literally like the best. Like I love these kids. Like they're seriously. I can't wait to meet them. I flew. I'm flying early to see them. Like I'm literally flying early so I could like sleep and then watch them. Um, I want. I just want them to give it their all. It's going to be an amazing experience. Uh, Carl's deadlift. Carl's got that big deadlift. You know, three sixteen. Um. Bachlin's got a big deadlift, like, but Funga's got a huge bench, you know. So it's gonna be crazy, man. It's gonna be absolutely insane. Let me um, add a couple more for the 74s. Yeah. So Bachlin, he won the world championships beating Taylor in 2017, left left the came back in 2019, lost to Taylor, took a silver medal, went into the equipped in 17-time world champion Oleg from Poland. Mm-hmm. who's the goat in equipped and he beat him in equipment and took the 74 kilo equipped title Bucklin, who's like an all-time great now he they call yeah. him the goat slayer because he beat taylor and he beat mm-hmm. oleg so the goat 74 in in rock the goat 74 in equipment Bucklin back in Bucklin at 100 percent he'll be in the late 700s and be an absolute murderer as well as tim insane. monogatti he cut down, right? He cut down, and now he's a 74. That nomination total, expect him to be way more than that. That was his first 74. What's his, uh, what's he's his hitting height? 10, 8, 12. What's his height? Yeah, you know how tall he is? He's about 5'7". Yeah, I think he's about a couple right. inches shorter than me. He's right. about 5'7"-ish. And um, if he can, he has, as an 83, he's totaled 8'10", 8, 8, around there. I don't expect him to do that, but mm. his top-end strength... If he could get this sorted, he, he's gonna be he's gonna be a threat as well. Stephen Day from Australia, um, Paul like Rambo, uh, Josh. Is that how you say it, Rambo? Well, his his nickname is Rambo, and Romboville um, is his last name, but his nickname yeah. is Rambo. Joshua Shout out to Wright, Big Paul. Joshua Wright with the strength guys from Germany. All those guys are capable um, of pushing into you know. I mean, they're gonna put up some monster totals. So let's see what happens, man. It's super stacked. Let's go down. Uh, I don't know. So Taylor, this is going to be a war. 
Taylor's not 100%. He's vulnerable, and he needs this win. If you like battles, this is very interesting. But Taylor, one thing, he's a dog. If Sheffield showed anything, he can miss a squat, come back, and be like, give it hell. Honestly, I think Taylor could probably do, like, no problem, 780, 790, no problem. Um, but depends. we'll see. I mean, it depends. I mean, we'll Make see. Sheffield, if, if he operates at the same it, level. It's not a Sheffield, lot of time. Yeah. Not time. And the injuries aren't going away because he can't let them because he's got to train through them. People are like. I know. It's so fucked. People say, like, you're always injured. But Taylor's like, dog, I never have time. Like, like I don't have time. And he doesn't have time again. Uh, but Yeah, it's I've, I've been in a situation like that where. Uh. I mean, Mikey's kind of in a similar situation. Mikey, like, he can train. It's not like anything is, like, broken. It's just I wish we had a long offseason to fix stuff, but we don't have that. We just got to go. So it's, like, one of those things that uh, – after, gotta... after Worlds, all these gentlemen, uh, whoever wins, yeah. 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 We go. Um, so we, got, we touched on A3s a little bit. I think Delaney, he's going to have to – He's gonna have to hit his lift. Honestly, between him and King Gamma, they gotta hit their lifts. Um, that's it. It's gonna come down to execution. Uh, looks like King Kingamu might pull a little bit more. I think Delaney can pull three forty. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be nerve wracking. It's gonna be Delaney like super can close. Pull. They're both. Yeah. Listen, Jerens and Delaney is gonna be a freaking amazing battle in Enaharo. Uh, Nick Manders, all these guys, those two with monster deadlifts, you know how they had like Delaney and everyone in the back. Oh my God. For that last pull and a Haro pulled and a Haro and Nick are both those guys who are going to be, doesn't matter where they're at. It'll be loaded up. And some days they'll pull the world. Other days they won't, but it it's getting loaded. So let's, it, the 83s are going to be amazing to watch. Yes, rolling right into the 93s. We have Jonathan Keiko nominated at 884, but <laughs> I heard your episode with Eric and I agree with everything you guys are saying. Um God, there's like look, stuff look that I want to say. I just don't know if I can yet because it's like not my place to say it. It's for Keiko to say it. Um, but let's just say that Keiko's been doing this a long time. Keiko, uh, like Eric said, he probably has like another decade of probably like at his peak. Um Gavin is younger. I mean, I think you guys can like I, I like Gavin has like that chip on his shoulder. You know what I mean? He's he's got that chip on his shoulder. We battled him for many years. Um, if that third squat goes, I would have to try to find more. Pa I might have had to reach more in Keiko's bench, and then we would have to absolutely max out Zdella. It would have been a different thing, right? So it's going to be very different. Uh, it's going to be very. This is the thing about Keiko. He executes. He executes, right? Yes, and you could say you could say that Gavin had like just brute strength, like who who was able to like hoist more tonnage that day. Um, talking about Sheffield, yeah, Gavin was probably good for like maybe like an eight ninety five something like that, maybe eight ninety seven something like that. Um, it would have been really damn close, but I do know that uh, Keiko was like at weight like the day before, like chilling, eating ice cream and stuff. Gavin was like really cutting hard. Um, and that I like that just like John needs to be bigger. That's it. We did change something about his squat. Um, he needs to be bigger, and like John has an opportunity to come out execute. I mean, if John puts up like a a three ten, 
is going to be is going to be a good it's going to be a good fight. If he puts up a 310 squat, it's going to be a good fight. Um but uh I know Gavin's hungry. Um I know his coach John Song. I've actually worked on him with him on some injuries. Uh I like him a lot. He's really smart. He's very um like practical and uh he he gets it. So it's going to be it's going to be really good. I'm I'm excited for that one and to be honest, I just want to say this like for any competitor um every time that you compete i mean with with me and russ like you know this every time that you compete and you as a as an appreciator of ufc you know that let's say you win one title then you win another title then you win another title you keep winning them right every time that you compete you're betting all of it's like you're betting all of that you don't just get to bet one of your titles you bet all of it right and it can be nerve-wracking and you can have that pressure because you're like you're like you know, you're betting everything. Like it's it's gonna be a, a, a huge thing um to to put your put it on the line and compete. I think if John mentally fights from a place of, hey, I didn't win last year. I'm the I'm you know, I'm I got nothing to lose, I'm going all out. You know what I'm saying? It might be a little bit easier mentally than to have that mindset of like you have all this weight, you know what I'm saying? And and you're betting it all, and and I just, I just, uh, I know what it's like to compete from both perspectives. Like you've been at the top, you're at the top, you're constantly finding people off of you, and then you got nothing to lose. You're like that underdog, and you're fighting up. Um, and I think certain people do. Like Russ elevates at that top. Like he elevates when the pressure's on. Like it's like pressure powers him up. Like that's for Russ. Um, John has already dealt with that pressure for so long. Like he's he's you know they're di- they're they're different people so i think if keiko adopts the mindset of yo like like they're counting me out or something like that i think that might empower him to really just come into this meet like I, okay you guys saw him uh it was right after covid we did a meet and he had that monster tonal was like nine something i think like john's training numbers have shown me that he is capable like this prep was like it was like way better training numbers than we've ever hit. So I was a little bit surprised um, by some of the things. And I think that really just comes down to, I mean, I just think he was light. I just think he was light. I think we just need to be much bigger um, and maybe even like cut later versus getting there when we did. Um, but, and I know I'm talking a lot. We have Emil and Gustav. I'll let you break those down. But yeah, obviously so, they have A80 totals, and that's nothing to that's nothing to like scoff at. Those are I mean the difference between one through four, Keiko 884, Emil, Gustav, and Gavin all 880. All three of those, and all of those guys have battled. Emil's won silver medal at the world championships, Gustav won silver medal at the world championships. They've all battled Keiko right to the very last deadlift. Um, and Gavin obviously was John, 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 John has like He's already beaten all these guys, so I don't know if that makes him like ah, I already did that. You know, you can't have that attitude. You gotta be like no, he you gotta no, be no. Like, nah. You can't it's, have that attitude. Yeah. There's four. It's true. Um, like John is is the guy. Like he he beat all those guys a couple yeah. times over. However, four four kilos separates them. Yeah. Like it's so close. I know. So I know it. I know it sounds crazy. You guys might hear this and be like, "What the fuck, Joe? You're insane." I know John could do nine oh seven. I know it. I know it, man. I've seen it. I got the math for it. 
But we just got to bring it together. That's the thing. And with Delaney, too, it's been hard because everybody cuts different. Me and Russ have a cut that I wouldn't recommend anyone do that cut. Don't 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 cut like that. That's how we do it, right? With, you know, uh, with John and Delaney, I delegate their nutrition to somebody else to bring them in. So it's been like some troubleshooting to get it better, to get it better, to get it better, to get it better. And... I already talked to John's nutritionist, uh, shout out to fam, and I said, hey, I want him to be the, I want him to be heavy as possible. I want him to be as heavy as possible to make the cut. I know it's going to be like bleeding edge type stuff. This is the thing, too. I was going to do a video on this on my channel, but powerlifting is getting a lot more serious, right? As a team, we took home 87 grand, okay, as a team. I was, I was a, lot, a lot of flex boys at Sheffield, right? There's five of them. 87 grand. That's good. That's good money. Okay, that's good, that's money. good money. And Amanda and Jesus got a lot, big chunk of that, right? That's good money. That's only going to get bigger, in my opinion. I think it's only going to get bigger. And people are going to start to have the resources to... I love delegation. Oh, Russ, you got a PT in your area? Cool, let's delegate this little knickknack to him to handle that. Oh, we need a nutritionist? I'm going to talk to him. And that way I can... It's like It's like if I'm running a football team, and I'm the head coach. I have my offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and I'm going to delegate to them what I want, and then they're going to delegate that to their assistant coaches. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that way, you have this machine. Everybody's doing their part. I know what I'm good at. I'm a promoter. I'm a freaking coach. I'm, you know, I do what I do. I'm my programming, all that. But there's other things I really like to delegate that to those specialists and these top lifters, like John. Like it's it's not just one coach. It's it's more than it's more than one. You know what I'm saying? It's always it's usually more than one. Um, Jesus and Amanda were chilling right now with just me, but we might need if we need to bring nutritionists in and do all that. We will, uh, if if it arises for it. But you know, it's super heavyweight. It's a different approach versus you know when you have to stay in that weight class. So, uh, I just really know that these guys are going to bring everything. I know that they're going to lock in. Um, no stone unturned is the mentality. Uh, I know Gavin's coach likes to say burn your ships. I think that's another good one. I think John, if John comes in, comes into this with a, uh, I know he watches One Piece. You got to burn those ships and just, you know, it's like pirates, like a pirate show. It's like you just gotta burn it all down, man. Just burn it all down. I see Bryce is in there as a reserve. Yeah. I don't know if that he's actually amazing. making the trip, but I know that. I mean, you can't count you can't count Bryce out. Um, I know Eric said that they're gonna tweak some things and. He was gonna, he was gonna come in there. So, uh, I'm gonna be very stressed out on the 83 day, <laughs> the 74 day, and the 93 day, and the 105 day. I'm just gonna stress out. It's just a stress meet for me. I'm just, I'm just tripping the whole time. So yeah, the 105s, <laughs> um, because talking about the 105s, nice little segue there. So obviously, Emil yeah. Norling is back. Emil Norling severely hurt himself. At Sheffield, um, he Did missed he? the second and third squad. Deductor, he, he told me, he told me it was deductor. That's right. That's right. And I saw him at the banquet. We were walking around, and he's he was walking funny. He was got a little limp. Up. Yeah, it was bad. I it's a quick turnaround. I don't know if he's going to be a hundred percent or maybe he's got that superhuman healing powers because these guys are the elite of the elites, right? If he's a hundred percent, great. However, Anatoly Novopismani is back. Now this is the twenty twenty one world. He squatted eight oh four like a joke, like. Two like weeks ago, like yeah. a joke at Ukrainian nationals. Yeah, that's three sixty-five for a European friend. And it's not on here. It's not on here. Like they have no. him at three fifty, so he would be three twenty just with that lift alone. I don't know what he benched. I know that he's capable of benching over two twenty. I know that I've seen it. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. Seen he'll it. bench in the 500. So he he can, if Anatoly is at, like if he's PRing, because he previously has hit 937.5. If he's PRing, he'll be in the 940s, I mean, 950, yeah. whatever. I don't know if he's PR, he PR'd on squat. I know that. I don't know his other lifts though, that he hit that yeah. day. But Anatoly Novopismani, world's 2021 best lifter, is full well capable of winning best lifter this year too if he's at 100%, especially if Taylor's not at 100%, which he won't be. And Anatoly's going to be somebody everyone's going to watch. But the 105s with um, obviously Michael Davis, uh, we got Mohamed Abdullah. I remember him from 2016. I actually have a video of him. Uh, No, no, different one, Tina. Different one. He's a 105. He's from Libya. He uh, that was Tina in the background. Uh, he she's a young Jamie. She's, she's a young, young, she's young Jamie. Tina's young Jamie. It's this guy. Um, I have a video of him at 2016 Worlds. Um, I believe, yeah, and he's going out for Dallas, and he's like, ah, and he was just going crazy. Um, I'll send you the video after this, but so was this total I, I, legit? Because some of these Libyan totals, you never know. Uh, I mean, it has them. It has them. If you click on his profile, they have him at 2022. He hit 885, but I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe they're messing with our heads. All I know is, uh, it, Anatoly ha- has the answer to the test. <laughs> he could, he could, you know, if he if he locks in, I mean, he could be, he could go like, he could go like. 370, 235, fucking 365, like some crazy shit. So I don't know. He's he's a. I love watching compete. He's a demon. Um, Mikey, Mikey, like we're gonna bring our very best to this. I have him in a surplus, but again, he's one of those guys that I want. I need time. I want time to heal, heal some little things, and we don't know what's gonna happen. Honestly, it's gonna be, um. We got to make a case, man. It's an audition. Like I said, it's an audition. We got to we got to do we got to give it our all. We got to you know, full send and amongst these other uh 305. So, uh Mo is back from the UK who was also at Sheffield obviously. Um he's on there as He's I so fun. He's I love that guy. Yeah. I love that guy. He's, he's a, the best. He's, he's the a best. super nice guy. Yeah, he's He and gets he's, the crowd. He gets the crowd in it. 100%. Yeah. He's got a monster deadlift. He had a tough cut at Sheffield. Still hit 900 kilos. Coco Clement, Coco from front mm, from France, the junior world he? champion. Number uh, 6. Yeah. yeah. So he's back and he's capable as well. He hasn't pulled it together like yes. his 895. He hit that 2 years ago at 2021. He's kind of like in the same position that Delaney was. Where Delaney in 2021 hit 822 and a half. And then never fully realized his potential until Sheffield and people started doubting. Coco's kind of like that. At like 19 or 20, he hit 895. As a junior at Worlds, 895. It's been two years and he still hasn't surpassed that. He's capable. He just hasn't pulled it together. So he's like Delaney where like when he does, he's he's going to surprise people. But people in the know in France would be like, no, we expect it. Just like you guys yeah, I, it from Delaney. I mean, he's got that um, like super duper duper low bar. Like put like he's 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 strong, man. I know because my kids always show me him like my kids in his weight class always show me him. Um, and and hey man, we just got to go a for eight and then see what the numbers are. And I'm going to tell Mike Z like, yo man, just I think Mikey can hit this. Let's see what they do. And that's it. And we know that. The big puller, they're going to lie and wait like a trap. Speaking of big pullers, let me also give a shout out. So Christopher um, Acosta Tapia from Canada, he's pulled 
375.5, which is really close to Emil Norling, who's a monster puller. But mm -hmm. Chris Tapia, he's only been powerlifting 18 months. And the amount of kilos he's put on his total and mm. the amount of kilos you can expect him to put on his total again by the time the world championships rolls around. His deadlift is, it's going to be. I've like, been hearing about him. I've been hearing about him. You don't so want to sleep he's on coming that up. He's coming up. Yeah, the, I think. 18 months. It's crazy what he's done. Dude, it's going to be, if he gets that bench up a little bit, he's going to be right in there. His numbers are flying right now. Yeah. In his deadlift, though, if, in terms of, he's a guy that um, if he's close enough by the time deadlifts rolls around, they're going to full send it and take someone's medal. And people who were who were on the podium but missed a little bit because they were, you know, pushing themselves and squatting bench, that's where surprises happen. A guy like Chris. I just want to give a shout-out because I recognize the names. Um, Stroob, Joe Chen, number 21 from Belgium. Uh, he's been working with me for quite a bit. I, he actually just came back within the last year. What's going on, man? It's going to be nice to meet you. Dude, that's the thing about this event. We get to meet everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like what you were saying, like imagine being there and just meeting everybody throughout the week. The only thing that's weird about Worlds is that it's so spread out. So like everybody's going to be coming at different times. Um, well, I mean, but I'll be there, all of it. Yeah. So Well, for, for the 74s, 33 lifters, 83, 46 lifters, 93, Jeez. 54, 50 four lifters joey these why are, is this one so big i okay i don't know if it's the sheffield After COVID effect or, or... we had since covid last year this is i think sheffield has people rallied up and everybody in their like, mother i gotta like get excited. there yeah. and it's not just like you have to win to go to sheffield but just the excitement of it makes powerlifting hot again you know for a lot of people if you're on the fence well i'm back Roll me, roll me into the one twenties. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to educate me on this one because yeah, okay. I don't know none of these fellas. Okay. I know Tony Cliff. That's it. Okay. So, anyways, Tony Cliff, obviously a world champion in his own right. Um, he was there when you were there in 2019. Mm -hmm. A phenomenal lifter, a wily veteran who's been around forever, in and out of equipment. Nine fifty five point five. Tony Cliff is peaking right now despite being that wily veteran, but he's coming. Look at three Brits in a row. Now, Kieran Gray, who's a reserve in third, he's won the European Championships, a solid lifter, but pay attention to Dylan um, sign from Big Germany. 385.5, absolutely monstrous deadlift and has the capabilities of more. Pay attention to Indy, I think is his nickname, they call him. He is full well capable. Do you have Instagram? Yeah, he's on Instagram. And he was on the Sabato Boys podcast. Yeah. I met him at a Sheffield. My man sounds like his voice sounds straight out of like 500 years ago Vikings. You know, he's, <laughs> he's got the beard. He lives up. He's larger than life character. Legitimately, he's a massive man. But character wise, um, I got him out on the podcast at some point. But Did you see? he's a huge deadlifter. Did you see, since we're talking about 120, did you see Big Dennis squatting seven, 770 for five in his garage? Let's see. Let's all I'm see, saying, man. all I'm saying. All I'm big, saying. Maybe, he, maybe he saw Sheffield and was like, ah, I got I to gotta get back into it. Let me break hey, out the singlet. If I Dennis comes back, be still Because right heart. now, Because right now, Rondell's in a weird situation. There might be a window for – I talked to Rondell this weekend, and I was like, man, you got to figure it out. You got to get over here. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're doing. Like, he belongs at that meet. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just one of those guys that 
Like, I don't know what politics or what's happening with his, his countries. Live for somebody. Live for us. Do something. Just uh, figure it out. <laughs> Canada and U.S. are going to vie for him. We'll see who gets it. It'll be, really? like a, bidding, it'll be a bidding war. Really? <laughs> we'll put him up in an apartment. Yeah. <laughs> put him in a condo. And like, then he'll be like, the <laughs> We'll figure <laughs> it out. We'll figure um, it out. Um, rolling also, into the... Oh, go yeah, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I just want to also say Nicolas Perrault, who's uh who won a junior world title, he's back from France. He was injured for an 895. Expect him to his total to be a lot bigger than that. He's with the strength guys. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good lifters there in the 120s, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But the big ones, obviously, Tony Clifford turning in Indy with the monster deadlift, hey, man, capable of. I'm all there for big lifts. Um, and That'll he's listen, Indy when he lifts too is crazy exciting. Uh, like he gets the like. His energy when he hits the platform, he's a madman. So I can't wait to see him in. Real I'm gonna, life. I'm gonna, I want to see the schedule real quick. I have it on my phone somewhere. But rolling into the super heavyweights, yes. Jesus obviously is up by 140 keys. The goal with him is literally just to like, uh I mean, he wants to push something. We can, but I. I'm kind of already in that stay healthy mode for him. We're going to, you know, we'll probably probably take a chill thousand something, you know, on squat bench is not really a problem to push. Um, I'll talk to him on what he wants to do on deadlift, but you know, that's really, that's really the goal with him. It's just stay healthy. Um, I feel like for Sheffield, the other supers are really going to have to show something. Uh, and well, maybe a little bit helpful or, or, interesting or i don't know for the audience do you know what's going on with ray all right so i can tell you this ray <laughs> um i don't i think ray's going to target north american championships which is a regional event as possibility for wild card because of it's a regional and uh and we'll see what happens because his injuries he sustained um leading oh, into oh, okay, okay, okay i know what you bad. mean he's gonna he could do napf and right. that if he balls out at that one you know maybe he puts up an 11 something you know then maybe they'll say okay let's bring him over it's it's better to go to worlds but he's so injured um like is he, he? he well because he was pretty he was on the podcast talking about like when on pa nats his last deadlift he it was like he was on, like a corkscrew coming out of the ground the way he's twisting up to mm. lock out you could tell he was on one leg hurt he he had a I mean, still total a thousand kilos, but that, but he's capable of more. It's just, he needs these injuries to go away. So North Americans is later than worlds. He'll have an extra four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, whatever it is. I think it's like a four to six weeks extra, which is a lot more recovery time. See what he could do. If he totally murders it and warrants a wild card. Amazing. Uh, That's an easy sell, man. That's an easy sell. Let's see if, especially if he, if, especially if he murders it. You know, and because yeah, he'll uh, have time, he'll have time, and I know Jesus wants that fight. I know he does. So it'll come, it'll come at some point. It, it'll be, it has to. I mean, it's, it's unless one of these, unless pops pops off, or one of these guys pops off, or Rondell says, "Screw it, I'm not cutting." Well, let me tell you about Timor. I'm, I'm gain weight. Let me tell you about Timor from Georgia, real quick. He won the ju he's the ju junior world champion. He's nominated second. He's got a 385.5 kilo deadlift, and he's got more in him. He squatted 403.5, so he's squatting over 400 kilos. Timor's a monster himself, and he's young, man. Born in 2001, like he's a kid. Yeah. He's junior, he's like, junior, he's, right? He's yeah. a junior. As young as Jesus is, he's a few years younger than Jesus. 
So he might, it, it's probably too early for him to press Jesus. Yeah. Timur is he's a big fella. In, he's in, a big in a, fella. Give him a year or two, he's going to be a problem. And obviously, Kokak, Kochak from Turkey uh, could deadlift over 400 kilos. And um, God knows if he's going to load up. Elias, if he makes How it. Do, when did they get these headshots for the profiles? Like, who who does these headshots? They, some, why, some of them old. I haven't clicked on all of them. No, they're good. It's just like, when I don't ever remember them doing this. Well, Every for, lifter has like a little profile. They got their headshot. They got all that. So for Team Canada, I remember sending one in, um, like a long, yeah. long time ago. But I was on it. But yeah, but it's a it's a it's a stock class. And in the fifty nine kilo class, Waska, yes, I was gonna say we gotta go back to the fifty nines because we didn't hit them. We weren't planning on doing a, a yeah. division to by division. That's why we just yeah. started talking. Yeah. And, uh, but America's got a America's got one. Unfortunately, Fido's not. Uh, Fedoshenko's not gonna be back. Uh, but Oscar yeah. uh, Franklin Leon, I mean, it's going to be good, man. It's it's there's a lot of nations here. Yeah, I think. I mean, if if we're just going on nominations, obviously, Oscar uh, just has to like stay in the lead, and it looks like he has a big deadlift, so he could just a monster deadlift. Hit your lifts. See, I call we call it the me and the boys we call it answer to the test, right? When you have a big deadlift, it's called having answer to the test because you because you know what number you're gonna have to put in. Right. Um. You just let everybody else go, and then when it's your turn, you just you know load it up, secure it, and that's honestly, man. Let me tell you. Uh, I hate when I have when I when, it's so annoying when I'm coaching and like we're not the big deadlifter because then you're just like. You never know what can happen when you put it in somebody's hands and you say, if you lift this weight, you win. Right. Yeah. You yeah. never like that just sends them into overload, like overdrive. You know, they pull out, they, they, they might do something that they're not capable of. And, um, deadlifts is just such a, it's just such a good thing to have, honestly. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I think it's going to be the best worlds. Uh, we were just talking that, I think I mean I remember like 2016 it was like such a simple venue and such a simple place and now we're in like we're on a freaking island you know yeah. off the off of Italy like it's, it's the pictures and videos that that uh Malta looks like it's freaking amazing I um yeah I'm crazy we get to excited. do this man we get to do this it, this it, is it, what we do this is what we do and if we quickly rip through the women's and then I want to go to oh yeah, the yeah fallout yeah. I also want to talk to you about um, um the fallout of Sheffield and how some people might be coming over there to PA and IPF, et cetera. But yeah, Tiffany Chapon, Turbo Tiff, obviously in the 47s, but we got Jessica is, is like well ahead, but Jessica Espinal from the U S Heather Connor from the U S Jessica. These girls are juniors, right? Uh, Jessica's a junior. Jessica is a junior. That's right. And Tiffany Chapon as well as a junior. That's right. I met her. She is so little. (laughs) She's so (laughs) tiny. She has really big quads. But she's so tight. She's, she's like jacked, so, but she's so, I, yes. I know what you mean. Like she's jacked. She's like, but a, she's, she's like small, small but explosive. Compact jacked. Like it's yes. uh difficult to expect. It's hard to be big and pure, small at the same pure time. muscle. Pure yeah. muscle. Um I but, mean uh, 47 to me is a crazy like weight. Like like that's so uh it's such a small person, human. It's a tiny human. Well, if you like the you know 47s, I mean? dog, check out the 52s because Evie Corgan oh, Sheffield's sh- Evie man, you know what's fucking crazy? Obviously, Evie stole the show, but Noemi was right there. Yeah, she was. People forget that because Evie won, and and hats off, she won overall, not just that battle. But 
And Nalini's these totals, six though, kilos behind. These totals are like not like if you would have told me these would be the fifty-two kg totals, you know, of even 2018, 2017, and then to see that much of an increase, it's like, what the heck? Although you could argue. And some of the men's weight class, like 83s have just been going up, 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 up. 93s, same thing. Um, so it's but just dude, it's just four, insane. It's insane. 460 and 452 at the 52s. They are so far ahead of the rest of the world. It's crazy. But she's so, that's the thing. She's so dialed in. Her nutrition was, that was like so key to have that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and that, that's what I'm saying. When you get to this level, man, it's you have to have everything locked in. It's not a joke. It's not a game. Um, maybe you could skirt through your nationals or or re, or something, but when you get to this level, like she has a team behind her. It's not just her and one coach. It's like there's got a guy that does this. You got a guy that does right. this. You got a guy that does this. Literally, PT, nutritionist, coach, like like and game whatever. day too. Some people yes, bring in game, game day yeah. as well, like. It's a team. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's um, a lot of it's a lot, a lot that comes into it. And she, like her performance is just an example of like when you get to that level, you know, and powerlifting previously, we never had that. You know, back in the old days, you show up at the meet, you might be, be by yourself or you have like your coach and that's it. Like a handler. Yeah. That's it. Um, but it's getting it's getting crazy. So 57s break yeah, it say, down I'll, for me. I'll go say ahead, real ahead, quick. So Plun Deckers from Netherlands, a monster squatter. Uh, Megan Lee Smith from New Zealand and Seca from Serbia. All of them monsters. All of them have meddled internationally and um, threats for the podium. It's going to be a freaking bloodbath. And even Farhana from Singapore, who works with um, Pena, who's broken the world record deadlift. With a 202, man, she's like, it's it's crazy all the way stacked. We're not going to go deep, dive into it, but 57s, yeah. man. Jad Jacob from France, France. rematching. Um, actually, no, sorry. Joey's moving up to 63s, but Natalie Richards from US. Bobby Butters returns. Um, Andy Riley, representing US Virgin Islands, is back I as well. I remember her. I remember her. It's freaking, it's again, the 50, the 57s is stacked. The real big battle now in 57s. We have a new contender in Natalie Richards who's crossed over from USAPL to PA and her and Jad Jacob are both have totaled over 500 kilos as 57s and they're going to do battle. And it's, it, we have a yep. brand new Jay, rivalry. Jay's got the, Jay's got the, uh, looks like 10 keys on death. Honestly though, I'm pretty sure Natalie, she's what, uh, 1998. Yeah. I mean, she's, I mean, they're both super young. Um, I think they're both gonna beat these totals that I'm seeing here, and I mean I'm excited to see what Natalie does. Um, you know it's it's the girls, man. When they really lock in, it means so much to them, and they just put their heart into it. And it's uh, you know the thing is though, like I always tell my girls, like the French girls are crazy. Like they're yeah. so like legit, just fifty sevens at the top of the list, France. Um, 52s, top two, France, New Zealand, 47, France. Like it's, it's, you know, I got little Sam in the works. We're, 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 we're working her up. Sam's going to be there soon. Yeah, so it's you like got one some of French shooters now too. You've infiltrated yeah, France. I've infiltrated <laughs> France. So it's one of those things that, uh, you got yourself you know, a French woman. Cause they're so good, man. They're so good, man. There's, there's, and they're passionate 
and they work really hard and i feel like the food is just better there like this is healthier oh, no question dog <laughs> i if i lived in france i'd be a 105 you kidding me there you go there you go um what are we 63s now you gotta 63s, break this down for me back to back carol uh italians gara and chiara so Kiara, former junior world champion, now in the open was a uh, you know in the worlds at South Africa, and Gara now returns. Gara, the former world champion in sixty threes and world record holder Leah Bavwa moving up to the six nine kilo class, as well as they'll be met on the platform by America's own Megan Scanland, returning world champion in who beat out Kiara at last year's worlds, and Joy Namani who's moving up. Um, in Britain, a bit of one-two punch. Melissa Hexter, who is a previous European champion, returns, and she had a battle with Joy in the 63 kilo class. For the, if you look at these nominee totals, just being edged out by Joy Namani. So, but we know Joy can total over 500 kilos because she did at Sheffield. So Joy Namani's capable, and it got a monster deadlift. So you know she's now that she's wearing a belt, and she's finally put the belt on. And let's see if she wears a belt now. She's a 63. But I mean, yeah, man, the 63s are freaking stacked as well again we won't yeah, do like it's, a super it's, intensive dude, these italian game. girls i've i've never seen them before um, you've seen gara 2019 she won uh it, um, you were there and that's uh, a cool name uh, against against uh she beat um sam calhoun and she beat leah babla and then leah so leah's been chasing her for a little while and and they finally met again at Arnold UK. So you, you seen it, you just forgot, but you were there, but Gara's back. Gara's one also an equipped as well as classic. So she's like, she's been world game. She's a monster. Yeah, Speaking it's of gonna Leah. Be good. It's going to be good. Leah 69 KG coming in with the, I don't know if this is uh, her most up to date total, but it looks like there's a lot of, there's a chip on that deadlift. I mean, Leah's Leah, man. She's, she's like, it's, it's, she's got, she's got the hair. She's got the, the passion, it's always fun when she comes out and competes. Um, she's going against. Do you know what Chandler Babs' best total is? Um, so Chandler, I think that might be her best total. It's around there, anyways. Five thirty-five. Okay. Yeah, Chandler's got a monster deadlift. She 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 could she could load it up. She didn't have the Sheffield she wanted, but Chandler one hundred percent is going to do some damage. Uh, uh -huh. Mark Jenner from Norway is obviously she's done five forty-two point five. She's kind of hot cold sometimes. Like if uh -huh. she's if she's on. If she's on, you know, she's seven and a half, yeah. she's seven and a half kilo away from 550, and all of a sudden Leah's got to be full send Leah. Now, full send Leah is not 548. Like you said, that nomination, that's not her top end. Leah's done yeah. more than that. Yeah. But look at Leah could have a battle with these ladies. Leah at 100% is Leah. Leah's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I hope she's healthy too. I know she was dealing with something with her back, I think. I'm not sure, but she's, you know, I know, I know Ben. Ben works with her. Uh, I believe he just joined with TSG over the last couple of years. I've known Ben for a long time. He's an OG. He was at my first nationals ever. He's really, 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 really smart. And um, he's one of the people that when I was at Sheffield, I was like, man, I've known of you about you for, I've known of you. I've known you for eight years and like, you're here. You know what I mean? That's why it's like, yeah. like it's, it was just so cool to say that you made it here, man. Somehow, I don't know what you're doing all these years, but you made it, it here. And it's cool and, when you meet like OGs you've known forever. When you go to international yes. competition, that's what happens. You, yeah, people from all over the world end up being there. Yes. Uh, shout out Chelsea Savitt from USA. Um, I mean, I feel like 
She's just a tank. She's you never know what she's she's gonna Her do. Bench, she she won bench gold and she looks like she's the favorite to win bench gold again. She's got a monster bench press. So. Yep, she's uh, the highest bench. Yeah, highest... Uh, there's one other girl that has a decent bench too, but um, it's gonna be good. I want I'm excited to see what she does. Um, and then I just want to give a, a shout out to Clara because she competed against Sam and she's very very young and she has a lot of potential. Uh, I just want to say shout out to Clara because I remember her name. I don't know why her last name stands out to me so much. Her um, and Nico. From... Nico in the 120s is her brother, and they're both TSG coaches as well as mm. international. They've both won junior worlds. They both like they're they're young as hell, but they've won junior worlds and stuff. So they, they haven't peaked in the open yet. They're kind of like Sam, where they're like, yeah, still, like you were still, saying, Sam will be a killer. It, yeah. They're like baby killers, if you will. And baby, I, I say baby. Nico's <laughs> massive, by the way. He's a, lie, he's a big fella. <laughs> he's huge. But, All right, my favorite. I think it's one of my favorite class. It's got to be probably no. Hold on, for this year, obviously my favorite class is going to be eighty four because Amanda and the super because um Sonita. But I'm a. I've been such a big fan of Carlina. Look at that total. Look at this. Say it. Say it, Ryan. Look at that total. Six hundred in the seventy six. So great. Is she the first? Is she the first to ever? She's do the first that? to ever do it. The seventy sixes. Um, in winning the battle. She hasn't been lifting that long. She hasn't winning, been lifting that long. She won the battle of the seventy sixes at Sheffield against reigning world champion Jessica Bittner, and equipped world champion. I got the shitco. Um, but. We we got to run it back, and it's going to be a good back. Kimberly Walford returns, and she's she was in the Masters, and now she returns in the Open. Sophia Ellis, uh, Dana McNeil from the U.S., and Vilma Olsen, who had won the Junior World Championships. 76s is pretty stacked. Um, Carlina had said, I remember she she reposted. I think I, I forget what I posted. She reposted. She'd missed her thirds in that world. She's coming for all of her thirds. So yeah. what does that give her? 600 plus, hopefully. I mean, we'll see how far she could push it. Jessica. I mean, she's got a crazy big squat, and she could fight a squat. She could fight through the squat. Her bench is very solid, and I mean, she probably. I mean, if this is if this is like like what it's gonna be, then like she probably doesn't even need a third deadlift, to be honest. Like, yeah, <laughs> if be... it's gonna be like that, but um, you know, Jessica, you never want to count her out. She's got a big deadlift too. Just as the OG man, I don't know what else to say. She just, she just, uh, she's fun to watch. She can grind as well. She's really consistent. Um, she is tall, and yes. I wonder if she's considering coming up. She is. Um, she's going to. She said she's going. Yeah, to. that'll be yeah. fun because it will make people look at the eighty fours. Yeah, <laughs> we need a battle. We need so we'll move on to eighty fours. I'll say real because it's not full on preview show. We got other stuff to talk about as well. But I just want to say mm -hmm. so Agatha was injured at Sheffield, so she's going to be back up. Uh, Jessica's nominated total here. It, both Agatha and Jess, their totals are heavier than their nominated totals. So seventy six is still going to be uh, super entertaining to watch. And the I think Jessica can bench more than that. Well, I Jessica's hit squat more than that. Yeah, and she could deadlift more than uh, that as well. All yeah, of these so numbers are down. Um, they're going to do more. The the so Worlds is going to be a great fight. And 84's Amanda Lawrence. <laughs> Jessica's picture has, is like, she's she's just, look at it. Just look at it. She's just glammed out. She's just glammed out. I was not expecting that. Oh my God. What? <laughs> Jessica looks like she's on the cover of a teen magazine. I'm like, what, what the heck? Look, anyone watch this, look at Jessica Bittner's good lift 
profile picture. I was not expecting that. Man, this look like like this is like she's got an eight. She had the curls then. She had the curls then. Um, you already know for the eighty fours. You already know when Jessica comes up, that'll be that'll be lit. They're gonna be freaking fighting each other on deadlifts for sure. Um, and I think Jessica's bench will come up a lot. Uh, and it's squat just... too. I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be sick, dude. Hold on, here's the thing: Is Jessica gonna sit at like eighty eight keys and then cut? Cause she could cut. She could be like ninety keys. Can she you can imagine? Cut crazy. Could she you can imagine cut... a ninety keys Jessica cutting to eighty four? Oh my god, brother, that's gonna be. We're gonna have to hit our list. Um, but yeah, Amanda, just keeping her healthy. Um not doing anything crazy uh i think like her deadlift like i remember i was telling the boys like yo she's gotta have to pull this well grant was running the numbers he's like the math guy i'm 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 texting him like guys like this is like we could reach for for this but like i don't know i feel like let's go lower and grant's like i got it so he we lower the number but he's like, I don't know if she has it. And I'm like, well, fuck, like, what are we going to do? And honestly, with the women, they were so close. It was like, it was like 100%.01, 100.02, it was right. So we're like, okay, if we miss, it's like not that much difference, like money wise. Um, And we already had taken the deadlift record. So we got that money. Um, but Amanda, like when she, she just doesn't, she just doesn't quit. Like she holds onto the bar. She fights it all the way through. Um, and she locked out. I was like, five, like in pounds, I think it was like five ninety one something. Like it was That's insane. Crazy. Like, what are we doing, man? What are these girls' numbers? Uh, well, yeah, talking talking about monster deadlift. So first off, yeah, eighty four is obviously a man is going to show out, and everyone's interested in what she's going to pull up, pull up. But talking about the eighty four pluses, if you like deadlifts, um, Natalie, let me Natalie from Australia. So I know it says 255. Natalie actually pulled two. I think she pulled it was a 600 pounds at the at the nationals. She's so 84s. Obviously, Bonica Brown returns from Sheffield, the current you know world champion, world record holder, etc. But Sonita from from Belgium. Dude, she's already squatted 285. Okay, she's already squatted 285. She's a monster. Emily Mergier, obviously France is going to have a shooter in there. Brittany Schlater from Canada, but Natalie from even Australia down in eighth. These, that's an old talk. She's going to be way more than that. And she could dead. Someone's breaking 700. Someone's breaking 700. KG. Quite possibly. I hope so, man. No, no, no. I'm telling telling you. Someone's, okay. I will be the, I will be very surprised if someone doesn't break 700. Um, especially because what happened? What? Alexis Jones hits it. Yeah, she hit 700, but I'm pretty First sure, one. like, if I max out, I mean, she's already she's already hit the 285 squat. Uh, I mean, I like I said, I have insights on Sunita's training. I know she can beat this, but we got to get it done on the day. It's like training is one thing, but you got to go out there, you got to compete. She's usually very consistent. Um, Brittany Slater. Let me see. She won worlds I in mean, in 2021. Uh, Canadian. I mean, we'll see what she I does. Mean, she's she's a gamer as well. Based on nominations, I mean, it looks exciting. Uh, I think it's gonna be, dude. It's getting deeper. It's getting tighter. It's getting more like just the the matchups are are like you miss one lift, you know, like whether you want to or not, you're gonna have to go nine for nine eventually. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna come down to that. So it's 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 stressful, but at the same time, this is why we do it. That's why we do it. So international competition, 
259 men, 190 women, 448 lifters in the open. And these, these divisions are absolutely stacked at these world championships. So I wanted to ask you, Sheffield happened. You tagged yes. me, you tagged IPF. And there's a picture of Russ, uh, a phone call with Russ. And, and I'm sure he's not the only one that like of your lifters and some other people have now said, you know, they've tagged, they started tagging IPF. You know, there's talk of like Austin Perkins. And like, yeah, I think, um, somebody, one girl just announced it. Um, Celine, the machine. Yes. There, there's like, there's, and obviously if Russ comes, Brandon Petrie is going to come and how many others are going to yeah, come? Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 no, just so because... you want, you want me to explain that? Is that what you okay. were asking me? Well, well, so, well, well, you can, what you can anyways. Uh, no, I mean, that's the plan, but we have to jump through some hoops. So like, we'll do this nationals. And then after that, like he has to immediately like be reinstated. And then I think he has to do some time where he's reinstated. And then after that, if it lines up, he'll do, um, he could do PA Nats and then that'll be that. But we just have a lot of like basically like paperwork and stuff to do. And then once all that gets handled, uh, that is the plan. I, I mean, I, he told me after he was like, man, like, um, uh, I should have been there. Like, I just, I, I was saying, I, I was literally like, I just felt like almost like I had like my affinity gauntlet with five stones, but I was missing one. I was missing the soul stone, right? He wasn't there. Soul stone. Yeah, he wasn't there. So, but I mean, we got it done. But like, I was just like, man, uh, this is a meet for you, sir. Like, this is this is the crowd. This is the audience. This is lit. It's got the views. It's got the meet and greet. It's got everything. So we're going to get him there. We'll do whatever it takes. It would be a crime if he didn't get in. Um, and I can only imagine what that would set in motion for everything and everyone involved. Um, and then, I mean, I mean, 2024, 20, if I could get him in there, that'd be amazing. No, it'd be 2025. All right. Can you imagine it'll be 2025. Can you imagine yeah. 2024 worlds? I mean, Delaney, Jurens, um, Russ, if Russ stays 83, I mean, maybe Russ goes 93 though. Where are we going for that? Where's uh, that at? That's a good question. Let's take a little look. I, I know the U.S. put in a bid for the bench press world championships. Uh, I would love worlds to be in the U.S., but three lift. Well, first they're going to do the bench. Here's what usually happens, and remember, it's kind of like being reset. U.S. being PA, they need to host a couple international meets before getting the big one. And classic mm. worlds right now is is crazy huge. Like we're stressing. But if we do it in U.S., can it be somewhere like really nice, like? I honestly, I can't, I don't know any nice places in you. Like I live in LA and it's like, yeah, it's cool, but like, it's expensive. And I don't know if people would want to come here. Um, Texas is hot. Florida is hella humid. Yeah. We're going to like, do Compton. Yo. Let me, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're going to real. Let me know. Let, I mean, I mean, where would you have it? If you were going to have it in the U S like where the heck would you have it? Like it's yeah, while we have our it. cities. Like, a lot of it comes down to two as well. Like for people listening, um, you know, we think locations as in what's good touristy, whatever, but logistically you actually need, cause this has become Tina said monstrous. Hawaii. Hawaii would be crazy. It'd be nice, but teen or, or sorry, not Patina, but the location wise, mm -hmm. the logistic wise, it's become so monstrous that, um, you look for cities that the government will subsidize 
Yeah, help you out pretty much. Yeah, because U.S. sucks for that. U.S. sucks for the, that. And this is the you issue. You can't even get a hold of them. Yeah. And this is the issue where like Malta was able to come in in the the benefit and the help Malta got. It's phenomenal. And that World Championships, it's huge. These are huge, yeah. like international events. So when a, a city comes in, some people are like like where do you come up with Malta? Like a place in Malta because well, the government helps the, out. The yeah. financial backing they would have. So we're when we're thinking U.S., we're thinking nice location-wise. The actual like when you're going to run it though, if you're going to meet the, the city, record, has to like help out. Maybe you yeah. need help. You need help. Yeah. Uh, either sponsorship like crazy. I mean, it is the amount of money now. Like if you tried to just hold it yourself, you could literally financially ruin yourself. You couldn't. Those yeah. days are gone. Those days are gone. You yeah. literally need like a team. Not only just logistically money-wise, but you need access to a team. That's why PA Nats is where it is because Alico is going to back it and, and they can help out. But like, it takes, there's a lot of backgrounds. It's very difficult. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I know rogue is here, right? Rogue I mean, is it, US uh, rogue. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if they want to be involved or something, but then we'd be using rogue bars. I don't know. That would change it up a little bit. You also gotta be <laughs> careful if you're PA and Alico is your main partner. You, these are things, concessions you got to think about. Well, Alico's got to do it then. Alico's got to do it here then, if that's if that's the thing. Um, but of- yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I would be cool with US or like Asia, something cool in Asia. Um, I like Japan. I like Korea. Uh, I would okay. not mind going to... Uh, I mean, I've heard good things about Hong Kong. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, obviously it has to be somewhere where like people can get to it um have we ever done anything in australia um, new zealand australia new zealand just hosted the commonwealth and when we had on eric helms evie was a major uh you know a major person Think contact that, within yeah. that as well like like working judging in terms of like actually running and competing and eric helms and a lot of people were involved in that and seeing how much it took I don't, I think they said they weren't ready yet for a three lift worlds because mm-hmm. it's just in remember every year, the three lift worlds, like this three lift worlds, Joey is monstrous. Imagine when all the USAPL people come over, like it just gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. It, it's getting crazy. Yeah. Well, getting I mean, crazy. it'll be, I mean, obviously so many, only so many lifters can go, but that means more spectators, more people might come visit. Like it's a lot. Well, the thing is what I'm like the, the Sheffield effect we saw with all the other nations if Russ and all these USAPL people come over, those other nations even more, like new nations are onboarding every year. Like we have more nations now in every year this is happening. So it's, you're right. Every nation can only send so many lifters, but look what happened to this world. <laughs> oh, side side note, I'm looking at the good lift page where it has all the, has all the meats, right? Yeah. And it says life will win over death. <laughs> And light will win over darkness. What is? What did they add that? Some, some Star Wars <laughs> nerd. I don't know what, what is going on. Is. I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know. That just took me out of it. I mean, we're on a podcast, guys. We're just shooting the fucking shit over that's here. Right. But well, yeah, I don't know. know. That that's very interesting. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I would love a U.S. meet. It looks like they had something in India, Brazil, South Africa, Hong Kong. It'll uh, happen. Like- Chechnya, Lebanon. Dude, I, I have a bunch of people going to junior uh worlds, but it's in freaking Romania, and I just I don't know nothing about that. I don't know nothing about Romania. You know something about Romania? Uh, I mean, I don't. I should. My last name's Romanian, but I've never been there. Really? Lapidat's Romanian, but 
I've never been there and I don't like, I don't speak Romanian or anything, but I, um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's nice enough, right? They, they choose pl- August Romania's, 24th. Yeah. Romania, um, has hosted before like Europeans and stuff like that I, or something. I forget which one they hosted. So usually what happens before you get a world, you've hosted something else. So you've hosted Eastern or Western Europeans or an Asians, and then you and then you host a junior, and then you can make a play for a worlds. That's why USPA has isn't going to get worlds yet, but they're getting the bench only possibly. I know they got a bid in, so that's the first step. And then after that, you prove yourself logistically you can handle and 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 make it happen. And now we're moving into like if US gets the three lift worlds, holy smokes! And with the news that's going to drop, that me and you both know about coming down the pipeline that we can't talk about officially yet, but we know it's going to happen. There's some other stuff, major events that are going to be floating around. That'll be ridiculous as well. So I mean, wherever have... that, wherever that is. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was talking to Amanda today and she was like, that's like the last thing that she hasn't done. So by the way, Romania is one of the safest countries in Europe. It's crime rate is low and most tourists enjoy a stress-free journey in this gorgeous country. <laughs> there's the script you the ipf just sent that to you right now yep they heard me <laughs> they like, hit me up here you go but um yeah no I, I was talking to the ipf media crew because they did the event in romania i can't remember which one it was and they were saying like they were uh, the romanian like the village and everything or the town or whatever it was was so appreciative all the workers were so like so happy to have you here like it's so cool to have this international event here so you're going to be treated amazing but um yeah, yeah. I don't know, dog. We're going to see. And it'll be exciting to see who comes over. Um, at P- yeah, I mean, P- honestly. Nats is going to be crazy. I'll say this. Your body can only, like, like when you're, like, 70 years old, you're going to look back at your career, and you will have squatted, benched, and deadlifted a finite amount of times. It will be a definitive, like, that was your number in your lifetime. And you are only going to be able to compete at the highest level for so long. It would be, um, I don't know the word. It would not. It, it would be like like you deserve if you are at the top of your class in another federation and you are drug free. You deserve to experience. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say what Izzy said. People, Earth, the happiness that I experienced at Sheffield, I really hope that you can experience the happiness at least once in your life. It is that it is that insane. And you know what's crazy about that fight in that moment is right after that finished, I knew he was going to say that before he said it because I know how bad he wanted to win that to conquer this demon. And for me, I said I wanted to win. I wanted to win the first ever Sheffield with this team so bad, like I, I, like I've, we've done everything that we can. There's nothing left to do. It's up to them to execute. We got to call the right numbers, and that's it. And we did it as a family. And if, like I said, if you're a top lifter, and and you are just like smoking the competition, it is a it is a no brainer. It is a layup. It is right there. You know, run the gauntlet. Do what you need to do. Get over there. Prove yourself, and and try to make it. Try to experience that. It's not getting any easier. People are getting better. Juniors are getting better. Juniors are coming up. You know, you might, you, it would be, wouldn't it suck if like you competed, you know, nationally and you're at the top all these years 
but then you never could just quite crack in because you waited too long at that world level to make it to that next level. Like you could have at a different time, right? But then an injury happened, you got older, you got a job, maybe you had a family, whatever, and you never got to experience the pinnacle because either, I don't know, you sat on your hands, you just didn't, you just didn't, um, like, that's the thing, right? When the IPF and US, when that, USAPL and IPF split, I was worried because it got very political, but I know, I know what the lifters can get if they take this route. So I was worried that because of that, that they would miss out on opportunities because of like, there's just, like, I don't know. At the end of the day, we just want to lift. Um, when I'm at international meets, I, I have like a blast. It makes me feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I love seeing everyone. It's a great time. Um, everybody's very nice. It's, it's, it's a chance to connect with people. There's nothing like traveling the world, man, and meeting people and experiencing these things. It's so fun. And um, I just think those those lifters, those top lifters, like, you just got to get over here. Like, experience it. Try it out. Um, if you don't like it, you could always go back. But I think it's worth it to try it once. Um, I mean, look at John Hack. He won Worlds, and there was nothing past that at that time. And he decided to go a different route. What if there was a Sheffield? Maybe he'd still be here. Um, Can you imagine that? What I'll if ne I never know. I, you know world, that would be I think I would have. I think he would have moved up to ninety three. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kaiko I mean, and Gavin. Imagine all that. Oh man, I don't even know. Like Gavin would have came so far down the line. That would be so interesting. That would be very interesting. Hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's. I just think they should come try it. Um, the, uh, thing, the thing is, like, I'll say, I'll say this. So, um, like, first off, like, we'll get in USAPL. By the way, by the way, be awesome too. But uh, yeah, I was gonna say. By the way, I love USAPL. I've grown up. That's where I, that like that's where we did everything. Like that's, you know, uh, that was like the the they provided like a lot a playing ground for us, and I'll always be thankful for that. And I thought the split was the dumbest thing. You know what it felt like? I felt like I got these two amazing lifters that I love. And I know them personally. I worked with them for years. And for political reasons, um, they just didn't see eye to eye. And then like now they like hate each other and they don't talk anymore. And like me being the coach in the middle, or like let's say I'm coaching like a lifter and like there's a, a couple. And then, like, I love them both. And then they split, and I'm just, like, in the middle, like, fuck. You know what I mean? Like, damn it. Like, I, I really liked you guys together. That's exactly how it is. I, I feel like I would love – I don't think it would ever happen. Um, But I would love for USAPL and IPF to join again. Uh, It just – I don't – like I said, I don't think that's ever going to happen. But it was – I think it was a terrible thing. <laughs> it was confusing for the sport. There are a lot of a young young kids – who didn't know anything else other than what they were being told to believe. And they didn't like, they just didn't know what was out there. They didn't know that there was a world. They didn't know that there was like a, a path to Sheffield, but I'm over here on my platform saying it, saying it, saying it, saying it. And they could have been ahead. Like, like the thing is, yeah, Sheffield just happened, but 
all these people are not going to be able to get into the Sheffield. They're going to have to, they're going to have to try to get in the next one. You know what I mean? And it's just one of those things that, um, I, I just want everyone to be happy. I, I feel like all I try to do is like create opportunities for people and, this like i like i remember having the conversation with delaney and i was like i know you want to follow russ i know you want to compete with russ but russ is not doing this route and there's there's a there's a bag for you man you just gotta take it think about it overnight calls me the next day said joey let's do it i'm gonna trust you does it boom we get him all the way there and Look at him now. there was there was a time when jesus was on the fence uh amanda and keiko were pretty much like that was it um, Mikey wants to be world champion. That's all that matters to him. And this, so this is the route to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just think it's going to be bigger and better. I think, I think the IPF engine is just too big. It just has too much behind it. And when you have a lot of participants and a lot of eyes on you, big entities want to put a lot of money into making production better. They want to advertise their stuff. They want to create an environment. This machine and this machine is just winding up, and I just want everyone to experience it. Um, obviously, like uh, when you win over the years, like you're taking, like like only one person can get first place. So if you're constantly getting second or third place, you might build animosity towards that person in first place. But I would say to those people, like <laughs> everything that we've done over the years was to create these opportunities. Like we've known of the rumblings of this, but to push for this, to make it as big as possible, to make it this, you know, this thing. So, you know, obviously King of the Lifts is huge. You got all different kinds of like audiences that watch, but just know that all my actions, like I don't pull people out of USAPL because I don't like USAPL. I pull I pulled them out because there was an opportunity here. And I just want people to know that. And I now that you guys have seen it. It was what it's weird because like I know what's coming, but like I can't like I could tell you about it, but it's different once you experience it. But then once people see it, they're like, oh snap, now let me go get that. Let me go chase that. Um and yeah, everything that we're doing is just to grow the sport. This, this podcast literally grows the sport. Like us Thank pushing you, Jesus hitting the high exactly. Jesus hitting the highest total ever, regardless of any anything, any which way you want to do it. Said whatever you want to do. He, you know what I'm saying? For him to hit that, that is a monumental accomplishment. It, it actually, like, I, like, there'll be random points in the day, like, I'm like cracking some eggs and I'm like, fuck, man. When we came in the sport, I used to see Ray and those guys, like, even those USPA guys. And I'm like, I would just think they're like, just way the fuck up there. Like, no one's ever going to touch them. And here we are now. It's crazy. 2023. And I had a hand in helping this young fella do that and it was just like i like and it does i will say this about jesus uh i love that man he is so respectful we we like relate on a lot of things he played football we watch similar shows and like i love his family his brother pabs is awesome all his brothers are great they were at sheffield by the way that was crazy yeah um they like I like it was so cool by the way they in the crowd they were great they were so fun but um like for him to be such a a a good respectful person with good morals to earn that I mean I mean he's he deserves it he like he puts in the work and 
I'm just, I just can't wait to see what he does next. It's going to be, you know, some of the numbers that we've been talking about. I'm like, fuck, dude, I can't believe this. Like 2,600 will fall. Think about that. Like what is happening? Where are we at? Like the girls are deadlifting 600 pounds. Like it's like it's regular. Like, like we got, we got 52s hitting 460. You know, we got all, all these lifters, like, like even the numbers that Russ hits, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like we're doing that. You know what I mean? Uh, like, I know we could do it, but, like, we're actually doing it just because we have that history, Ryan. And I know you and I come from, like, just, like, different generation, you know, and to see all these things happening now, it makes sense. But at the same time, like, it's, like, it's, if you think back to that time, this standard almost seems unthinkable. It That's seems, crazy. like, unfathomable. And the kids of this generation, I don't know if they'll ever get the gravity of that. Because it, it's because it's, it's all relative, right? Yeah, dude, you. We sound like I know what it's like when you talk to like people for, who come from eras before you, and they're like, "This is the wildest." You don't understand Sheffield, and and what's happening right now is all wild. And if you just walk in on this, some people walk in and they always heard about Sheffield because it was looming, and. Mm -hmm. It's the craziest that it's here and all what happened is happening. Guys like Jesus are doing what they're doing. Like none of this makes sense. This is a crazy era. And as long as it's happening, ride this wave. Cause it's probably good. It's going to get bigger and bigger. Gotcha. But I don't take nothing for granted, man. This is crazy. What's happening right now. And I'm taking it all in like awe inspired. I, I, I sometimes get sad. Cause I'm like, fuck, I wish I would have started sooner. I didn't figure it out till later. You know, I'm not that young. I'm happy we're here now. But, you know, I didn't hit my best total until I was like 29. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, oh, I would have loved to. Oh, you mean as an athlete? Yeah. Well, but mm -hmm. the thing is, so your legacy is a coach now. Like, look at what you did at Worlds yeah. in the Sheffield, et cetera. I know what you mean, though, where you're like, damn, what if. Well, no, like, I could have, you know, I could have. Like, I got guys like, like, I got coaches under me that are like 21, 22, and I'm giving them all the keys now. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking to the parents and they're like, so who are you going to pass the torch to? <laughs> yeah. They're trying to retire. You're like, hey, take it easy. I oh, hey, man. I could do this till I'm like 70. All right. Chill out. Um, but yeah, man, it's, 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 I don't have words. I feel like whatever, like I, f I didn't know what I was going to do in life when I was like 22, you know, and I'm here now. Like, I get to go all over the world with this amazing team that, like, I, I love each and every one of them. I have history with each and every one of them. I could pull up that first email where they tell me their little baby numbers, right? And they just want to make they just want to make top fifteen, yeah. right? And then they make it all the way. Um, and to see them go through all of that and compete, uh, gratitude is like an understatement, like. Like, I, I don't know. I don't even know how to say it. It's just, um, that's what it's all about. I mean, I don't know what else I could be doing with my life that would be, like, contributing to, I, I, I don't know. I feel like my skill set, like, works perfectly with what I'm doing. It's a, I mean, yeah, you've come, the, you know what you, so I know what you mean. We're like, what if I came sooner? But sometimes mm -hmm. when you change one Maybe thing- Maybe it had to happen this way, yeah. I was about to say, you change one thing, you change everything. You came at exactly the right time. I still remember Packing you posting, 
John, I was just about to say, I was just about to say, I remember you posting John Hack reached out to you and you posted his reach out. Oh yeah. Reach out. When he's holding the, the, it was his first little, it was through messenger on Facebook. Who uses that? Who uses Facebook? I use I I use messenger to communicate. Yeah. I use messenger (laughs) all the time. Um, but he has, he's holding a little IPF plaque for his records and he's in a flex tank top, which we don't even make anymore. Maybe we'll bring those back. But, um, and and from that to dude, I mean, look came, what he went on to do. Look what he went on to do. Even after he left and went to the other route, you know. Like, like when you think about, you arrived right then when in the first that happened around Hack Gibbs, where it was when I was running IPF Instagram and I did all the lead up with the IPF for the first mm-hmm. time. We had that. For the first time, SBD had a photo shoot with them eyeing each other down like boxers about the box. I remember that. I remember that. First time that was in Podcasts were the, for the first time were booming, and we had people on the podcast leading up to it too. Even um, like the, the for the first time in the live stream, they said, "Ryan, there's so much hype there. You've been going on and on about this all week because we had the Masters and Juniors, then the Open, and they're like, for the first time, they put me on camera and said, do the lead into this session." And I gave the lead-in speech that I gave about the significance of Hack Gibbs. All the firsts, and for you guys to win it, Joey, I don't know if there's a better coming out party than that one. Like, if things happen for a reason, dog, you came at the exact moment to ride that wave. And you told me afterwards what happened to your business as a coach and everything. It changed my life. It changed my life. 2016, um, 2016... I'm trying to think if there's anything after that moment, because once you get to a certain size, there's little bursts in like, uh, like you know, social media you go a little bit viral, and it doesn't hit the same because you're already at a certain size. But 2016 was the biggest like. It was like before maybe 2019 too. Honestly, I Gibbs is like Gibbs like without Gibbs we wouldn't have had. Who's Russ gonna go after? Who is? <laughs> You owe him a dinner at some point, man. Hey, man, if he comes back, uh, like we need that. We need the clashes. I respect my competitors, man. You need the clashes. You need that because without that, it's not interesting. It's not interesting. Hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just gonna throw this out there, just like as a thought, and I'm sure like they're already thinking about it, or I don't know. Um. Obviously, we have like Bob and Ashton, right? What if Keen? And then I know Keenan weighs in light. What if Keenan put on like ten pounds, and he really started pushing the total? You know what I'm saying? And and he started putting up these crazy numbers, and then it really came down to whatever. And then they announced that they're coming over to IPF, and then Anatoly's hitting, Anatoly's hitting like I don't fucking know some crazy yeah, shit that yeah, he's yeah. hitting. And now you got the because you have that big international audience and you have the u.s it's always us against everyone right it's always u.s against everyone and then you bring those guys together and you do this like mega thing you know and i've said to russ before i said this was like before like sheffield and all that when he was in like usapl and the split happened i was like if an 83 came out of nowhere and he was like like right there with you like with that would that fire you up? And he's it just, you know, he's like, oh, oh, be, you know what I mean? Like you need, you need that. We need the conflict. We need the battles. And if you don't have that, it's just like, I mean, I love like Amanda Nunez is great, but like if she's just beating up girls, it's like, 
who cares, right? It's uh, it's cool, but it's not like the same as when she gets upset by Juliana Pena, and we're just like, what the? She's a minus. She's a plus three thousand, and yeah. the dude, and the world explodes, and you're just like, what is happening right now? Stuff like that. I'm gonna tell you this right now. I love Taylor. He's a great guy. He works hard. He he has the persona of a winner, okay? And I understand that Fair because assessment. I played sports. <laughs> Fair assessment. But if he's not healthy, and one of those, and one of my boys gets him, I I won't know. I won't know what to do. I I, I like literally won't know what to do It'd because be it's like, it's like I see Taylor as. You know, like I said, he was always that guy. He had like one more Nationals win than Russ. He had like one more Worlds win than Russ. And I think is I think is probably more now because I think Russ skipped a year. Yeah. Um, but you get me, right? And he was always there from the beginning. And but like I said, the ball's kind of in his court. Like if he gets healthy, I already know his, he's my boys are not there. They're not. It just really I've already told them. I said, man, you just gotta get healthy and lock in. Um, but, but bringing that up, I wonder what they would do to make conversation, even if Taylor wins, but one of the boys gives him a good fight. Maybe, maybe the overlords go, you know what? Let's run that back. I have to Let's see make what it happens, because like, Taylor's, he's not going to be a hundred percent. There's just not enough time. It will be a battle and these fellas are closer than any other year. So if all years from to not be a hundred percent, this is going to be a dicey one. And then Bakalin's back, which is yeah. freaking in. I mean, that guy, he's one. Okay. One worst case Taylor. scenario for me, like just as a fan, if Bakalin just like smashes everyone and goes like a 10 and Taylor's not healthy and my boys don't get close. Then it's like, that sucks. Can you imagine? <laughs> That'd be insane. But um, be like, what the fuck? But it'll, it'll depend because Bakalin himself has dealt with some injuries. So we'll see what happens. It, it's all, who knows? It's all up in the air, but I think it's, it's, there's enough question marks around it that everyone's going to tune in and have to see. There's enough question marks this year that's like, I have to see it myself because nothing can be taken for granted. Um, it's it's going to be exciting. It, it also, okay. I can't so I got, wait. I can't wait. I got a few questions I was going to ask you. Okay, so yeah, first man. off, Hit me. as a coach, what is your proudest moment so far? Holy fucking shit. That's a tough one. Um... Oh man, number one. I mean, it's weird because nothing comes close to that actual live experience of Sheffield just going insane and crazy like that. Um, but my life is way more complicated now and I have so much going on that it's hard for me to really like sit and enjoy specific moments. And I feel like I mean Russ always tells me there's nothing like the first one, right? Um I mean, I can name a couple moments that like I really stand out to me. It's Russ winning his first Worlds because we already lost and we had to wait a whole year to come back and win that. It was John winning his first one because I everybody told me that Gibbs is like he could just smoke us and it's impossible. We'll never win. And I just said, I'm going to try. I'm going to still try. And he, and I just remember the way that that planned out. I don't know if you remember, John pulls 694. He's gassed. I've never seen him that tired. He's like, Joey, I got His nothing left. Knees were shaking. And I thought to myself, like, 
whatever happens, I'm so proud of him. He came all the way here. He gave it as everything. Gibbs is a killer. It's in his hands now. He loads up 722 or 727. I don't remember. He gets stuck at his knees. He puts it down. We fucking win, and I lose my shit, right? Uh, so that was incredible. And then um, the next one, what I would say is, I mean, and to to any of my guys watch, listening, there's so many moments that are like amazing to me. Um, but uh, Keiko winning his first one because we had gotten fourth place at nationals. We got fourth place at nationals. And then he'd even make nationals the year before, or the prime time the year before he started working with me. And then he wins nationals. And then the world got locked down. So we had to do another nationals. And then we had to do worlds. And then he finally got that world, that world's win. And it was just like, fuck, I finally got that one knocked out. The next one, I think, is if, um, and, and don't get me wrong, Jesus winning his first worlds. That was a great feeling. Um, everything that I, I love, oh my god, oh my god, Amanda, Danny, everybody, like it. It's it's so hard to put it on one, um, but uh, I think if if like if Mikey wins his, I think that'll be the next one. That's like, fuck, man, I've seen this man go through everything. I've seen him go through juniors. I've seen him go through equipped. Uh, he's been with me for so long and it's just, it's just been so fucking close, man. So close. Like that last worlds where Emil pulls for the win and it was a PR. I remember you saying like his limit was this and he went over what he's done and he still got it. And it was two to one. Like it was one light away. Yeah. And to just get that close and to miss, I was, I was at nationals because remember they had nationals at the same fucking time as worlds, which was so not fair and i just remember like they, we had the laptop out i was in the session handling i was literally handling lifters in the session i had the laptop out and i'm looking at it i don't even remember what years this is 2021 maybe um or 2022 and i'm looking at it and i'm thinking to myself like like that hurts that hurts but that's what competition is um I didn't have hatred for a meal. I understand what it is. And I I love that we have the opportunity to compete against the best. And like like I said, I think when when Mikey gets it, that'll be another one of those. Russ winning his first worlds. Um because I was there and who it was who it was against. Um has has Zeus getting his last LF and winning Sheffield. Uh Oh, dude, there was a moment after before deadlift where it was it was Jesus Keiko Delaney at Sheffield. And I was like, dog, if we get one, two, three, I'm jumping out of this building. Yeah. I'm jumping in the ocean. Um, No, but it, it's it's yeah, I think in terms of like in person, like just raw emotion, Sheffield. Um, But in terms of like. I don't know. Russ's first national win was fun too, but like I said, I think having lost against Gibbs with Russ, and then having to come back the next year, we didn't. We got beat. Like we got smacked, right? But then coming back, overcoming injury, stay healthy for the whole year, and just build on it, and then to win that. I mean, like I said, actually, I haven't mentioned this this podcast, but 
I always wonder how how Sheffield would have been if it was really close and Taylor at like hits like like what if he hit like one oh four percent and Jesus hits like one oh four point one. Like that would feel crazy versus oh I know we got this in the bag, we just need to execute. You know what I mean? Mm. But then when they took his Delif away and then they gave it to us, that made it like a little bit of struggle, a little bit of anticipation. That was um, that was good. That actually added to the drama. <laughs> drama to it. If, in a weird way, it made it better. It's hard for me because like I'm sad for Mikey's deadlift. I'm sad for Delaney's deadlift, but I'm happy for Amanda's deadlift, and I'm happy for Keiko's deadlift, and I'm happy for. It's like it's always like mixed bag for me. Um, I love all of them. I really do. Like all my lifters, even my you know my lifters that. They don't have no followers, but I have a I have a connection with them. Nobody knows them. They have like 500 followers, 800 followers, and they tell me their little things about how they're happy about this or happy about that, or they have to overcome this thing in their life. Like, fuck, you know? That's why, like, with COVID and everything, I didn't get to travel or do anything. I said, this year, I'm traveling. I've already been on, like, more planes this year than I've been on, like, in my whole life. Like, I'm, already, I'm just everywhere. So it's, it's one of those things where um, I don't want to miss those moments. I I I love I love what I'm doing and I just feel like um another lifter that I'm excited to see compete in person one day is Sam because she is so passionate and like we communicate like English to French her like obviously I don't know shit about French um but somehow she always responds to me like she knows what I'm saying and she's very smart and I know the challenges that she goes through and she's such a sweetheart and sometimes she has to deal with adversity i just feel like like one day you know having all that history and then for her to actually get it done like one day if she's in the open you know she fills up that frame right and then she hits those big numbers if she if she gets it done um that's going to be one of those moments where it's like that's the thing man because it's history it's not just you inherit a a god lifter and they just win it's you got it's a struggle. It's the it's the are we gonna be okay to do this? When Russ won nationals last year, we had an injury um like not that far out, and I didn't know what kind of Russ we were gonna get. I I that like that's when you get challenged and pushed as a programmer, as a coach, to like you gotta come up with the best plan to drive his progress without making that injury worse. And he was working with the PT and we did everything we were supposed to do. And then Russ still won because our base was so high. Like I like like he knew though. He knew from that moment on the day, he knew that he was on. And I was like, okay, let's see what kind of Russ we're gonna get. And I'm asking him, like, are you all right? How's your pain? He's like, he's like, Joey, I'm good. I'm good. And he's like got his music on, he's vibing out. And I'm just like, <laughs> shit, I guess he's good. Uh, obviously we weren't our full strength where we were gonna be at, but he was enough to get the job done. And because there was that that like you know it's like it's like in football you don't know who's going to be healthy you don't know what injuries are going to happen or whatever and there's a lot of uncertainty because you're dealing with a lot more moving parts in that sport um but then once i saw his squat i said i just said okay if i project his deadlift to be in this relation to his squat and he squatted this on the day then i should be able to scale that to deadlift and, you know, I could even take a little bit off of that. And then that'll be a safe prediction for where he's going to be at. Um, and he did amazingly. So those moments when you aren't sure and then you win, 
Um, like the morning of Sheffield, I didn't know what kind of Taylor we were going to get. But then after squat, it was like, it was like, uh, and it's weird talking about this like this, right? Because like I said, I like Taylor. Um, but, and we're, but we're, but he has, I told this to Tina, I said, I, I like Taylor and I want my boys to do well, but like, he has something that we need. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so let me, buy, let me borrow this, Taylor, let me borrow this. I'm sure, you know what I'm saying? Um, but that's sports and I would expect him to come for me, um, on the platform, you know, come for my people. So it's, and I think through that, it's like when you have two fighters fighting and then they hug after and they shake up. Cause I know what it takes for him to battle it, to battle all that. He has, I can't even imagine like balancing like a kid. I mean, our dogs are fucking crazy, but <laughs> Tina does a good job with them. Um, but it's hard because you can never, you can't do everything at once. You have to like spread yourself. And it's uh, like, I wish I could be in Houston right now with my brother hanging out with Russ and the homies, you know what I'm saying? But I got work to do back here. Uh, I wish I could spend more time with my mom. I wish I could spend more time. I wish I could like, I wish I had like unlimited money and I could fly all my lifters in and they could come lift at zoo. And like, I could come visit Ryan one weekend and like, just what, you know what I'm saying? Like I could just do whatever, but you got commitments and we have life. And that's like one of the things where, um, you know, after the show, after Sheffield, when we're all in the lobby and we fucking roam the streets and we can't find any food and it's fucking 2 a.m. And we're like, fuck it. We're going to Uber eat something. And we're ordering fucking like fried chicken burgers and pizzas and shit. And we're just talking shit in the lobby. Um, Those are the moments, man. Dude, those, those are, are the moments. Those, those hotels. And then you guys came in and then you guys came in after the banquet. I was like, hey, man, they bamboozled me out of the banquet. And then you show me a fucking picture of my name on the thing. <laughs> Dude, and I'm like, man, I was at the table with Jessica and Eric. What the fuck is this shit? Like, <laughs> it, it's, um, <laughs> The best moments I I have, like obviously the the lifting, all that's amazing. You know, but the so whole the hotel lobby moments are phenomenal, dude. The hotel yeah, lobby man. moments when you hang, when everyone is in the from all over the world is chilling in that hotel. You look dude, around. I'm the like, room, I'm like, oh, Emil's right there. Oh shit. Um, from, you look around the hotel uh, lobby. It's it's like a world's representation of people yes. chilling. You could go from table to table talking to people from all over the world. Let me go heckle Pete for no reason. Let me go over there. You know it's what I mean? Crazy, oh shit, dude. Gaston's right there. Gaston actually came up to us and was talking to us. That's what he was telling us all the crazy shit. And I was like, <sighs> ah, you know what I mean? So it's just one of those things that like, like that's what it's about, man. Those moments, like yet yeah, you deal with the stress, you handle business. And then I had that uh, 2019 uh, at Worlds with Russ after he won. Like, his flight was that night. So we just went to a little, like, place, like a little bar place. We got some burgers, some weird Swedish burgers that had, like, sweet stuff in it. And we were just vibing out at the cafe on the water. And then he's like, all right, man, I'll see you on the other side. And then that little that little dinner, that was my little celebration. And then I went to go uh, – then I went to go hang out with Sean and Danny. But it was just one of those things that – that trip was funny because he he went to L.A., and I didn't know. So when Tina picked me up from the airport, when I got back from Sweden, he fucking jumped out of the car. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck is happening? He's like, yeah, my sister's graduating at a school out here. I just wanted to come see you. And I was like, I was like, what is happening? You know what I mean? So it was, you build connections with people over the years that you remember forever. And, 
I'm just so thankful that, um, I mean, who knows when it's all said and done, when we're all old and we've already passed the torch, maybe powerlifting, maybe we gave power, help give powerlifting enough legs under it to where it could become this thing that kids can dream about doing and, and becoming good at in the future. Um, where they could really make it, you know, make a living from it. So I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, it's, I, I'm very thankful for the journey and, um, it's something that I'm extremely passionate about. And I just hope that, I hope that it keeps going because at the end of the day, like when it's all said and done, uh, like I said, I hope that people listening can experience that happiness once and like you do all the hard work for that moment that one day and you feel the high of it for a little bit and it's on to the next one like right away like this wind doesn't marinate we got to get we got like it like we got worlds now like and we're fighting for our lives in a lot of matchups so i have to do everything in my power to get this team back there some of them yeah they're going to be back there other ones we don't know and I believe in them. I know that's very possible. And obviously I want my outcome. But other people want that too. And that's what you feel alive in those mo- those moments. The stressful moments where like, fuck, is Taylor going to get this pull? Um, you know, oh shit. Like, is he going to get that third squat? Um, is, is Mikey, is, is, is uh, Emil going to pull that third deadlift? Like, you feel so fucking alive in those moments. Um, and that's what we do it for. Because otherwise you just like, I'm, I mean, not to like, I don't want to like, it's not bashing anyone. It's just, I think society, a lot of the time, you know, people have their nine to fives. You just like, you wake up, you do your nine to five, you come home, you sleep and you do that. And you look forward to the weekend where you just get drunk and then you just do it again. And like your happiness is kind of just like level and there's no peak. There's no valley, you know, probably have like, you know what I'm saying? There's like no ambition. There's nothing of like a higher, you just keep doing your job. Maybe you get promotions. You're still doing the same thing. There's nothing like invigorating. There's nothing that makes you feel like is do or die. You know, I love the feeling of team to load 750 on the bar and I'm about to go squat a weight that could fucking kill me. Like I imagine my knees just exploding or something. Right. But then that adrenaline kicks in and you're like, this is what we do it for. This exact this this one minute on the clock for me to go squat that weight. And that is a that is something that um, now with the body that I have and trying to deal with my ailments. That is something that like you can't take it for granted because there's already like I said, there's only so many points in your life where you're going to be able to have that fight or flight response because of a weight that could kill you. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's, it's, or, or you're calling it, you're calling the third attempt. Uh, like when I called Russ's third deadlift at that meet we did, um, I knew it was going to be hard, but I trusted him. And I knew that like the worst thing is like you call the third deadlift and it's done. That's it. It's out of my hands. Yeah. Got nothing. I can't do nothing now. You know, they got to lift it. That's that's fucking tough, but that's what you live for. And if you win, great. If you don't, at Nationals, um, 
Matt Gary was actually handling, uh, I, I forget, I think it was a 308 weight class. And I had to play the matchup, like, like I saw it was Matt Gary handling, so I was like, okay, this guy's going to call good numbers, he's going to be on his shit. Yeah. And, it's, and, and I always tell Matt, hey man, it's always a pleasure to go head up. And his guy, like, hits his lift. I think he misses his third deadlift, which opened the door for us. But we were already behind by a good amount. So I load up like a bill, like I jump like 40 keys. Oh. And my guy picks it up. And he actually locks it out. And I could, I was just like, how? But then we get two to one with Reds and the jury didn't give it to us. So, but that moment, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. My brother was right there. He was handling with me. And it was just, you know, that's what you live for. And um, I'm going to be honest, man. When Ray's there, obviously, like, me and Jesus, we're ready for it. We're ready for whatever comes our way, right? But to see Ray there, because I know he's going to be there with Matt, that's going to fire us the fuck up. And that's going to be – I know that that's something that Jesus has wanted for so long. And – uh. I think you will see, like, like, Jesus had fun this meet, right? He had fun this meet. But you're going to see him. He's going to have fun, but he's gonna. you're going to see, like, a power that nobody has ever seen before. <laughs> like, I, I just can't wait. I think, I, think that would, I think that would really charge him up. So, um, but, yeah, anyway, that's my rant. Okay. Uh, it's a lot. <laughs> let me, okay. Let me, I got a few questions. Just give me, give me some names for this. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll ask these to you. Who is the greatest power lifter to ever live and the greatest game day handling coach to ever live? Oh shit. Greatest power lifter to ever live. I feel like I would only be able to speak on my era. No, you can do that. You could say from my era then you can, because you if I, caveat. because if I go back in time, I heard things, but I just didn't experience it. Right. That's greatest right. power lifter that ever lived. Let's say, okay, let's say from your era from. It's so hard because. When IPF went raw in 2012, 2013, yeah. and IPF like USAPL, everyone went raw at the same time. Of all time. Well, current era. We'll change yeah. it. Not all time. Uh, current, current era. era. Current era. Um, I mean, if we're talking like everything, like. Tested or not, I mean, it's got to be John, right? It's got to be John. Like, I can't, I can't think of, uh, like if we're talking because he did, like, at, like, if you want to count on tested two, it's John, in my opinion. Um, but at the same time, the only reason why I'm giving that to John is because. Jesus just now hit the greatest total of all time. Just now. Um, maybe uh, Tina's Tina's giving me a name right now. I wanted to say something about Jesse, but he only ever competed as a junior. But as he's the greatest junior of all time, I think he's the greatest junior of all time. If I had Jesus a little sooner, I could have got him there. But Jesse was fucking crazy. Um. Russ and Taylor are so dominant in their class. But yeah, if if we're including untested, I want to say John, if we're including tested, I mean, 
it's got to be like if we're just talking about wins, like pure stacking up like consistent wins. Um, I don't know anyone that beats Rustin Taylor, like just the most amount of nationals and world's wins like consecutive. If you want to talk about girls, I feel like the girls just recently changed hands. Um, like the tie, like some of the younger girls like started taking over. Uh, Amanda's very dominant. She's been dominant for a long time. It's so it's just a fucking hard answer, man. Um, I know there's no right and wrong. Like, yeah, obviously... I want to say I want to say all all time tested or untested. Like short term, Jesus obviously the whole era because we got to count like history. I want to give it. I'll give it to John. Um, and then Taylor and Russ are like right there because they are the ones who have shown up. Actually, you know what? That is something that um. Just because they've been doing it a little bit longer, and Jesus will get there, uh, he like they have more nationals wins and more open win, like more like world championships. Uh, Was Jesus at three now? Um, he's got 2021, uh, 2022 in Sheffield. He so yeah. okay, so he'll so he'll go so for three. He'll he'll get a three, and that'll put him like that'll that'll put him like one more world's win than Russ. Um. But Russ, I mean, it's it's hard, right? Because we had the split, and like Russ could have, you know, like Russ could have won too. Taylor, Taylor missed one as well. So Taylor yeah, missed yeah. one, so it's like all of them are in the same thing. One thing that I, what I, that I really respect is flying overseas, competing in enemy territory. You don't know people there; those judges don't even speak your language, and competing at that level, you're not in your hometown, and you got to do that. You got to prove it to them. Year after year after year after year. That goes a long way with me. Russ does that. Taylor does that. Leah does that. Um, Amanda does that. I really want Jessica to come up and push us. Because I like her. And I think that would make Amanda excited. Um, Danny and Amanda was the most stressful meet ever of all time. <laughs> <laughs> for me but um but here's the thing the story is still being written i'm gonna keep jesus on uh, up there until a titan comes out of nowhere you know what i'm saying he's got at least another deck he might get 10 in a row he might get 10 in a row um sounds like a good goal to me big j i don't know but yeah it's tough it's really tough game day handler um of my era game day handler it's hard because like all right <laughs> i don't want to say myself i feel like i know you i know you you're like um, i can't say myself no because like with with russ like i just i don't make mistakes um when i'm there keiko when i'm there keiko's like once we started our our perfect streak, like he's perfect. Um, and, and the work you've done with, he was so good, never missing a lift in so yeah. many key battles that were neck and neck. Yes. And I just pushed. wasn't there for one. And there was a like miscommunication is just, that's why I'm fucking coming to this one. I'm not, I don't want that shit to happen. So, um, game day handler, uh, Game exclude yourself handler. if you want. Exclude yourself. Game, yeah, and say, exclude myself. I like. I think 
uh grant is a phenomenal game day handler he works for me um he's amazing i brought him to sheffield will is a good game day handler tina's a pretty good game day handler but the best it's so hard man there's so many good ones um matt matt is great matt and Susie are great um fucking the best you know what you know it's a tough question to answer because powerlifting and i've complained about this about powerlifting uh you can only be so technical right you can only be so tricky you can only be so um strategic because we have to work within the rules of powerlifting it's not like football where you could fucking call a play that they didn't see coming. They didn't. They were not ready for that. You know. I mean, there's been times like I'll just give you guys a little situation in in uh 2019. Um, it was Ashton, Mikey, and Bryce. Oh, and uh, Amendola. I wonder what he's doing these days. Um, big bencher. I don't know if you remember him. Crazy bench, like 585 bench, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I had to put my head in Ashton's head and say, okay, he's going to go after Bryce. And I don't know if he has that. My best shot with Mikey is to assume he's going to go for Bryce. First off, let's see if Bryce makes his. Assume Ashton doesn't. And Ashton pulls more than us. So, like, we have to go first. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to figure out what a second attempt was. Assume he's going to miss that. Play that scenario. Have Mikey pull for that. Sure enough, Ashton goes for Bryce. He misses. Mikey makes his. He he sneaks into second. And if we miss, Amandola would have beat us, and then we would have got fourth. So <laughs> it was it was like it was like you got to be fucking. I'm so proud of that matchup. I'm so proud of those numbers. Um, I honestly think. Grant is phenomenal. Like it's hard because I'm with them all the time. He was doing the math on those ladies' numbers, the deadlift. Let me tell you guys, those of you that calculate deadlifts, having to know all the world record totals and the percentage of all of them, and doing all the different math equations for like, what if we pull this? What if we pull this? What if we pull this? And you don't know what the girls are hitting. It's a lot of shit coming at you at once, and people are changing attempts, and you're just like, fuck. Yeah. So that was a very um, difficult really to handle. Yes, it's very hard. Um, but I want to say the people, let's do this. If you come from like, like the teachings of like what Matt Gary teaches about like attempt selection, which for those that don't know, he, he handled me at my first meet in 2016. Um, it's just about checking your ego, taking what you have, knowing what the competition is capable of predicting, like, what is your bet? Like, it's just a lot. Um, I have my spin that I put on things and there, there are times when um, I'm not going to say any names, but uh, for example, uh, this last weekend, um, I like to fly close to the sun and dare to be great sometimes because why the fuck are we here? Right. Sometimes you just got to go for it and you got to trust your guy. Other coaches, they're so scared of failure. They're so scared of missing, right, that they settle for a safe call, right? Um, and sometimes that. That, could, that sometimes that could bite you in the ass because, like I said, if that big deadlifter has to PR by 5 kg, 
and you are within five kg, and they're gonna they're gonna try. You never know. You never know. So, um, I've, I mean, I've I'll just get that too. And I, yeah, I know you man. Mean. You gotta go for it. You gotta go for it. Sometimes I would rather go for it sometimes and fucking miss, and know that I'm taking a calculated risk than than like just roll over. Um, I don't want to just roll over, you know. So that's one of those things. Uh, best me day handler. Fuck man, I'll just say it's like, like that camp. I guess if you study that, because I know Eric Helms knows about that stuff too, and he broke it down on your podcast. He was talking about Gavin squat, and he was saying like every every kilo that he missed would have been two thousand dollars each, and that's why you like. I'm sure in the time Gavin was like, fuck that. I want to lift all the weight. But you win the meet and you get a lot more money. I don't know if you win the meet, but you have a better shot and you secure the record if you do the one down. Um, so the people that think like that, um, it's hard to say. It's hard because, again, there's nothing that's happening in – like that situation I described to you with Mikey, yeah, it's a little bit complicated, but it's not um it's not rocket science. Like it's it's tough, it's fast, you gotta do your math quick, but it's not like uh I used to play cards, right? You gotta know like every single card left in another person's deck. You gotta know what they could draw, you gotta know all the different possible combinations, you gotta do the statistics in your head. That's way fucking. That's a lot more shit going on. So it's one of oh, those yeah. things where, and you gotta look at their face and try to read them. So it's just a lot of a lot of stuff. For the midday handler, I would just say, like, I thought the I thought the midday handlers at Sheffield were great. How about that? I can't. It's hard. <laughs> I can't give you answers for that. One. All right, all right. And um, do you want to play the name game, sir? Let's do it. Okay, so you can give me. <laughs> So you can give me literally as much or as little as you want. Sometimes it could be just one word. Sometimes it could be two words. Sometimes you could tell a story or whatever the heck. Well, mm. kick it off, sir. Russell or he. <laughs> My guy. Him. That's him. Uh, Yeah, man. He's him. That's I can't say enough good things about him, man. I've been through so much with him. I've gone to the end of the earth and back. There are so many times when we'll just be like talking about random shit and I'll say like, fuck, man, I'm so thankful to have you in my life. I'm so thankful that we were able to have the journey that we've had. Um, That's what I got to say about Russ. He's he's literally he's literally the guy. That's the guy, man. That's the guy. You know, he's the guy. You nice. fucking know he's the guy. <laughs> um, Jesus Oliveras. Oh, uh brother uh fucking like like i don't even know he's he's just he's just someone uh, someone who think about what a brother is right someone that i care about deeply somebody who uh who i trust and i know trusts me um somebody who i i i believe in somebody who has um a bright future Somebody who has came from adversity, somebody that has good family values and morals, um, and a, a, the, probably one of the most honest people you ever meet. Um, 
he is a great role model for his kids. He is a a great. I think he's a. I think he's an awesome ambassador for the sport. That let's say that I think he's a, he's an he's an amazing ambassador for the sport. And um, yeah, that's what I have to say about Jesus. John Hack, fucking legend, greatest. Not, yeah, yeah, enough said. Enough greatest. Said. If you're doing untested, he's the greatest. Sean Noriega. Vegeta. He's a Vegeta. If he hears this, he will understand what that means. He's Vegeta. He's also somebody who I have a lot of history with. I feel like I understand him. Um, I feel like sometimes history doesn't play out uh, the way that you want it to, but I'm thankful for the good times that we had together and um I'm glad that he's still in the sport. He's he's he is um and this goes for John too. Like you can't erase the time that you spent together, the years that you spent together, regardless of what they're doing now. And that is something that means something to me. Well said, my man. Yeah. You can't undo what's been done. You guys have a history. No. For anyone listening, yeah. um, a lot of people knew you you were coached to both of those individuals uh, right yeah. up to like, you know, took them to world championships and the whole night. Yeah. You got a, a deep John, John was a little over two years, I believe. Um, Sean was almost five years. So, yeah, I don't think a lot of people know that. I remember, dog. I yeah, remember those remember, days. Remember. I remember. Um, Jonathan Keiko. Uh man. He is someone who <laughs> for you gamers, I wouldn't I would not want to drop hot with anybody else. Um he is a good friend, somebody who I know so much about him and Nina. They've stayed in my house. Uh they are their family. Um they are just people, two people. John is just someone that I care about deeply and I want nothing but happiness and and more blessings for him. That's what I have to say about John. Gavin Aiden. Young Gavin. Gavin Aiden. Um, what do I have to say about Gavin? Gavin is somebody um for those of you that don't know, I did actually work with him when he was in a different weight class. Um, but he was in a very like tough life situation. And I just feel like I also flex was growing like a lot. And I just feel like I couldn't be there for him the way that he needed me to. And, um, so I am, you know, it's, it's like, that's unfortunate, but I'm happy that he stayed in it. I think he has grit. I think he has that chip on his shoulder. Um, I think he has a, I think he has a good future. And I think he, and as a competitor, he has a he has a good future, and I think he. What else can I say? Um, I just want him to. I know how social media can be. I just want him to always be himself, and don't lose yourself. Uh, in the numbers, I guess I'll say, 
just always be yourself stay grounded keep good people around you that you trust and uh i mean again i used to work with them i'm not i'm not with them every day so these are just like fucking general advice but right. yeah just keep, just keep just make sure your circle's solid and um keep working hard and i think he represents that that young like go getter hungry like almost like that junior lifter mentality that i feel like a lot of juniors need eric helms wow um og uh i really appreciate all the uh the content that he put out over the years that was very vital um him and his team 3dmj uh in my early like bodybuilding time and um he is uh somebody that I don't think the kids of today understand how much he's impacted guys like myself and my argent my generation in terms of like just putting out good content and um being grounded in the fundamentals. You know, the book that's in the description of all my YouTube videos, that's all foundational stuff that a lot of kids these days don't get because people don't go over them. And that is ingrained in everything that I do in terms of like the science behind why we're doing what we're doing. But um, yeah, I'm just thankful that he's still here and I'm excited to see what he does with Jessica. And I don't know if he's directly working with her, but I believe Gabby Martinez is working with 3DMJ now. And yeah, I'm just excited to see what they can do. So shout out to Eric. Keep it up. Jessica Bittner. I was just going to leave it at one word, which she will understand, and just say full, F-U-L-L. That's it. Yeah, we know. But, <laughs> you know, but um, I think she is someone that I've watched grow over the years. She is She does very well dealing with the memes and the meme lord. You know, she's a very disruptive person because she is, you know – she can have that headshot that we just saw, but she's also very like physical, physically like imposing on like, like she's very jacked, right. Which is not like a normal um, thing for society to see, which is incredibly disruptive. And I love that. I think she is more of what we need in the sport. I think she is a compelling lifter. Um, if, if, if more advice for people, if you base your life off of the word compelling, try to be compelling in everything that you do, it's going to take you extremely far. Although you have to be compelling somewhat. You can't just like pretend. Mm. You want to do compelling work. You want to be compelling in your relationships, all those things. But Jessica's a very compelling lifter. I think she's very disruptive. Um, if she does want to move up to 84, I'm excited for that chapter. And, you know, I just like, she's fun. She's funny. Like she's very like, uh, she has a good sense of humor. And um, fucking Canada, man. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Jessica's great. Last one, dog. Hannah. Big Panna. Um, what do I have to say about Panna? Grinder. He's a grinder. That's fair. <laughs> Tina wants his CN Central nervous system grind ability. Don't we all, man? Holy um, smokes! I think he's smart. I think he is a good um, – he's what the sport needs uh, because he is very involved with social social media, and he's good with his editing and, and making things informative. Um, he's in shape. 
He presents himself well. Um, I hope he locks in and can get to Sheffield because I would love for him to experience that. Can you imagine his RPE 5,000 lifts with that Sheffield crowd? Him just sitting there grinding out a third deadlift for like 20 seconds. (laughs) 20 seconds. I've seen him bench press 12 seconds with a clock. 12 seconds. Bench press. Bench press. Like, it's insane. Yeah, he's... um... He's he's a good guy. He's a good kid, man. Uh, Panna, fun fact: I grew up. Uh, my mom dated a French man, and he spoke French to me all the time, just like to try to teach it to me. And for whatever reason, and he was jacked. He, he was very. He's a bodybuilder. So whenever I see Panna, and I just imagine his like capped delts, I'm just like he just reminds me of like, my fucking upbringing. But yeah, Panna's great. Um. He's uh he's he's what he's he is. I appreciate what he's doing for the sport. Let's cap it at that. Yeah, uh, just for everyone, he's involved with SBD France, um, yes. working with tons of social media influencers in France. Like they are putting together meets at meet directors. Like him, his his uh, girlfriend Anissa. It's insane what they're doing over there in France. They're involved with the federations, holding meets, money meets, and and freaking their refs. They're freaking, um, you know, they're doing it all, man. It's insane. Listen, Joey, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, dog. We've been, we're getting close to three hours again. Holy smokes. We keep doing this, huh? But uh, thank you for your time, my man. I appreciate it. We got to keep in touch, obviously. And I will see you in Malta yeah, again. Yeah, I booked my, I booked my stuff. What day do you get there? Um, well, I mean, I'm commentating every day. I think I'd have to double check, but I think I'm there the day before. Because I don't need. I think I get 11th? there. I think I get there. Because when does it start? I think it starts on. I'm gonna be there from the 12th to the 19th. So Monday, all the way through to I'll the. See, I'll be there every um, day, man. Yeah, man, every it's gonna be good. Day. We got a day off on Wednesday, right? I know everybody's got a day off in the middle, which is amazing. We got to do something. Oh, dude! I know Jesus can eat. So we gotta go get some eat. We're gonna smash food. We're gonna do a lot all week. It's gonna man. be fun. I, I don't. I don't like waste a minute when I'm at these world <laughs> championships. It's already Ryan. All right, my man. Alrighty, guys, Much thank you for listening. Yep, Ready, yep, we'll... have... Sorry, go ahead, buddy. No, I was just gonna say if you made it this far, you guys are crazy and legends. <laughs> and how do they get reach you if they want coaching? By the way. Uh, flextrainingsystems.com with two X's, uh, or you could message me or email me through my Joey Flex seven with two X's Instagram. Um, those are pretty much my two main places. You could also Google, just Google my name, uh, and it should come up on YouTube, but yeah, that's pretty much how you find me. Appreciate okay, that. Okay. Everybody, whatever format you're listening on, please do subscribe. Give us high ratings. And until next time, six yep, pack yep. lap it at six up and we are out.